Hi, hello. It is another episode of Passive Pixels, a media catch-up podcast. It is me, Edwin. That is Dorian over there. Um, I would toss it over to him, but I told him that I would mention to him once the most recent movie that I watched. The movie I watched was Hobo with a Shotgun, by the way. Oh, let's go. Yeah, yeah, that's let's that's go. the one. So <laughs> with that out of the way, also another thing, completely forgot the last episode. I had Sayonara Wild Hearts written down in the table of contents, and then in the middle of editing, I realized, oh, cool, I never talked about Sayonara Wild Hearts, so, uh, whoops, my bad. Uh, so, I'm gonna go ahead and read off my list, and then you'll give me yours. So, my list, Sayonara Wild Hearts, this time I mean it, uh, A Hard Day's Night, Black Ops 2, Rayman Origins, Perils of Baking, Portal 2, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World The Game, Infamous, Tetsuo the Iron Man, Rain on Your Parade, Twin Peaks, The Thing, Ghostwire Tokyo, Destroy All Humans, Seven Samurai, City of God, and Hobo with a Shotgun. So, Dorian, what is your list? All right, so I've got uh, The Quarry, uh, Steam Deck Bonanza, uh, AI The Somnium Files, The Nirvana Initiative, uh, Summer Games Done Quick 2022, Band of Brothers, Ozark, Battle Royale, Tetsuo the Iron Man, Drive My Car, Hustle, The Good, The Bad, and The Weird, I Saw the Devil, The Host, Maps to the Stars, Predator, Thief, Police Story, Waves, Spiderhead, Melancholia, Elvis, and The Black Phone. You know, um, shit. I was going to say something, now I forgot which movie it was. Whatever, moving on, I'm pretty sure I'll remember the joke whenever we get back there. So, uh, I'm going to go ahead and just get through this. Sayonara Wild Hearts. Um, I, God, I feel really bad because like, I really did like Sayonara Wild Hearts. What is Sayonara Wild Hearts? It's a, it's a video game, except not really. It's more like an interactive music video for an album. So, like... Pretty much it is a pop. It feels like this game was like, hey, we have a pop album, but now we need to make a video game out of it. So they just have a very stylized look. It's three lanes and you're moving back and forth. If you've played Amplitude or Rock Band Unplugged, where you're moving from different tracks, imagine that, except you're specifically moving tracks not to hit different notes. You're moving to different tracks to catch points and all that. That's really all this is. I don't really remember what the actual plot of the game is. I assume it's, at least from my interpretation, I'm assuming it is a personal thing for the developer and their exes. I'm going to say exes with a question mark because there's sometimes where the people that you're encountering in these music video levels, you're just like, oh, that's one person. And then eventually you're at a level and it's like, oh, there's six people here. Were you dating this six people all at the same time? Okay, wait, I'm just going to ignore that because I don't want it to ruin the way I interpret it. So I don't know. It, the Wild Hearts is in the title. I assume it's about breakups. I don't know. But either way, signing out of Wild Hearts. It's a pop album you get to play. It's an hour long. It's actually pretty good. I would happily recommend it. If you listen to the soundtrack and you hear the first song and you're like, oh, I'm liking this, play it. Like, that, that's all you need to know because, like, the gameplay isn't anything that crazy. It's just a fun visual experience. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm I'm, I'm glad I remembered it this time. Dorian, do you have any questions about Cyanar Wild Hearts? Have you heard about this? Anything? Uh, how's the story? I mean, it's pretty 
vague. That's a thing. Like, you are just playing this game and you just kind of base it off of your character and just kind of body languages between your character and the other character and kind of their environments. Like, there's one who... I would have to imagine if the other character is, you know, according to the way that I'm interpreting it, you know, an ex was probably someone who was deep into tech. And so the entire level takes place on a VR headset that they're wearing. So it's like it has like a whole bunch of different stuff like that. So is there a story? I keep going back to the music video template because like if you watch most music videos, it's like, yeah, there's a narrative through line. But if you explain it to people, it's like, yeah, so you see there was like this woman and then she saw this 2D sketch guy and then she went into the window and then like she became too like you see one like you explain music videos. It's like, okay, that just sounds really dumb. But when you're watching it, you just kind of get it. I might have to uh, probably not check that out, but you never know. Well, I mean, it's an indie, so of course you were already going to hate it anyways. <laughs> just just listen to the title track, okay? At least that. So, All right, all right. I'll do that. Link it to me after the episode, I will. Of course. Uh, the score I will give is, I'm so sorry, Sayonara Wild Hearts. You did not deserve to be forgotten like that out of 10. Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to give it a, yeah, that's an independent game out of 10. Hey, you're the worst. Continue. All right. Uh, let's talk about the quarry. Uh, I finished the quarry. Oh, okay, uh, cool. I kind of rushed through the end of it a little bit because I really wanted to start uh, the Somnium Files, which I'll talk about later. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it was uh, it was good. It was really good. Uh, I think there's a lot to like about it. I mean, look, I think at this point you either kind of just like these games or you don't. Like the style of games, like these kind of, you know, movie-like, you know, pick your own shit. You play them with friends if you want. You play them by yourself. It's probably more fun if you play it with friends, but you could stream it too. Have a good time. There's lots of, like, fun ways to have a good time with this type of game if you like it if you don't then this isn't going to convince you you're not going to be like oh man this is revolutionized this genre no no um it's higher production than a lot of other um supermassive games that they've been putting out recently uh like man of a dawn a little hope and um, the house of ashes uh, this is a lot better production quality there's a lot more to the game which is nice to see uh big cast too like lots of people in here justice smith david arquette um Ariel Winter, uh, Brenda Song, lots of famous people in here. So it was really good. Um, I think for me, if I'm comparing it to Until Dawn, uh, I'm going to prefer Until Dawn a little bit more. And the only reason I'd say that is because... Perfect, ignoring. (laughs) The only reason I'd say that is just I find Until Dawn scarier. Um, So that's going to give me the edge like every time because Until Dawn creeped the hell out of me. There was like some good jump scares in there that I thought were really effective and actually scared the shit out of me. This one, I wasn't scared once. Like I just wasn't. So good story, though. Like I like the story. It was interesting. There was lots of cool things to it. And like I said, it plays really well. Lots of impactful choices. But at the end of the day, I just give Until Dawn the edge because of the scare factor. But uh, good game. Uh, worth uh, 70, 80, 90. Well, I paid $90 for it as a filthy Canadian. Worth that? No, I, I, I probably don't think so. Uh, probably wait for a sale on it if you want to play it. Um, and you'll have a good time with it. So specifically, uh, I'm just going to take this chance to talk about Until Dawn because who the fuck knows whenever Until Dawn will ever Fair come enough. up on this show? Like, you, do you have any plans of ever playing that again? again? Pro- probably not. No. Yeah, exactly. I don't think I do either. So like. Uh, until dawn that was a fun game 
the bad writing helps that game because all those characters fucking suck. They're stupid. And honestly, they're just so tropey that considering that they're in a B horror movie, it's like, oh, yes, this is perfect. Oh, my God. You, the badness is leaning into it. Like, it's all the bad shit in a Quantic Dream game. But, like, it helps it because it's like, oh, well, it's the genre. It's perfect. So you saying that this is still below Until Dawn makes me go, I'm good. I don't think I really need to care about Supermassive. I'm fine. If you make an Until Dawn, Until Dawn Rush of Blood 2, though, for PSVR yes. 2, I, you know, I might be yeah. there. I Underrated can do that. game. Like, that game was fun for VR. Man. That game is fun. Like, it's just like, it's just, you're, you're just in a little cart and you just start shooting stuff. It's okay. Yeah. Fine. Like, that's okay. Yeah. It doesn't need to be anything extra. Nope. Good jump scares. Uh, uh, although, what annoys me is that, Z, you brought it up, though, the jump scares. I was really annoyed with the jump scares in Until Dawn at some point. And then whenever I found out that the way that they developed with game was that they would have people play the game with heart monitors and they would be like, oh, once your heart rate drops low, we're just going to throw in a jump scare. So any time that I just kind of felt like I was playing this game. So I played it literally sitting next to my wife. So it's like I'm playing. I'm the monkey pressing the buttons and then she's the one making the decisions. I'm like, okay, cool. All right. With a quick time events, I'll handle it. Anyways, so I just remember playing it, and any time that I realized it was downtime, it's like, okay, where's going to be the jump scare? And then usually I was right. I was like, ah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, I actually didn't know that, so that's interesting. Yeah, yeah whenever I found that out, I was like, oh, oh, that makes sense. Did you um, find that out before you played or after? After. Or it might have right. been during. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, after, I don't think it would bug me that much, but if I found, if I found it either before or during, it'd be kind of like a... <laughs> But yeah, uh, Until Dawn, uh, even that one, like, once my, so that's the thing, the movie shelf is is a bloodbath. Like, any time that a new movie has to get added, like, something is getting cutting out. But the game's shelf, that one's still fine. But I'm just pretty sure that if it ever comes to it, Until Dawn was probably going to be, like, one of the first few on the chopping block. It's on there now, but eh, eh. Fair enough. Uh, I'll give my score. Uh, Corey was a 7.5 out of 10 for me. Uh, Corey's going to be, I'm glad that David Arquette is getting multiple paychecks this year out of 10. Hey, former, that's former WCW world heavyweight champion, David Arquette, by the way. Are you, wait, are you serious? What? Yes. Yes. Do you, you do not know that he was, no, have you ever heard of ready to, so have you ever heard of ready to rumble? Oh, okay. Yes, I have. Yes. Okay. So for, for the crossover promotion for that movie, WCW was <laughs> like, hey, you know would be a great idea. Let's put him in our main event pay-per-view match and have him actually win the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, um, and that was a storyline they ran. Okay, this is just... Now, this is just sending me on a different tangent, at least in my memory. <laughs> um, so, you know the song Blinding Lights by your own countryman, The Weeknd, right? Yes. Um, yes. So, I really like that song, right? It was the beginning of me looking over to, to The Weeknd and being like, hey, you know what? I didn't like almost any of your other songs, but you know what? Here, I'll give you a shot. And then it just... The song has been tainted for me because now every time that I hear that song, I hear whoever the announcer is for WWE going, and now for SummerSlam, now brought to you by the official song for SummerSlam 2021, uh, <laughs> The Weeknd's Blinding Lights, and you just hear the song, and I'm like, why is this the official song for WWE SummerSlam? Why? <laughs> and so I hate it because every time I hear that song, I'm like, I love this song. Can I not think about the heavyweight championship whenever I hear this song now? I hate this. 
hopefully now whatever you think of David Arquette, you can think of, of WCW. I know. The problem is, is like the spider, the spider web of like six degrees of bacon is just getting wider, and I, I, I hate it. I don't, I don't want this. Uh, now I need to check um, blinding lights WWE because I need to be sure which one it is. Oh, sorry, WWE WrestleMania thirty six. Okay, you got the big event. Very nice. Very nice. I fucking hate this. I hate. Why did I look this up and just commit that to even more memory? I hate. We're moving on. We're moving on. The quarry is a <laughs> no out of ten. All right. Uh, how many? Like how much? How many things do you have on your list? We should. I've got a good amount. Quick. We could probably just go back and forth. Okay, back and forth. Then it's you. Good. Go. Okay. Uh, the Beatles, A Hard Day's Night. Um, I decided to just watch this. I, I saw it on HBO and I was like, oh, I don't have to buy the Criterion for it? Okay, sure. And all this is is that it's just a hangout with the Beatles for 80 minutes. And they're funny. Those four young boys are quite funny. You can tell that they're British and that they have the right humor to them. I could imagine teenage girls seeing this shit and just just losing it in theaters and just screaming and drowning out the sound. And you know what? I don't think I would have been there screaming along with them. I would have just been like really annoyed and be like, can you guys shut up? Like, I want to hear Ringo make a joke, man. Can you guys just stop? But, you know, like, I, I don't really have much to say about this one. Like, it literally is just kind of a hangout movie for 80 minutes where you get to hang out with the Beatles. I'm like, oh, you guys are cool. And also, it's really nicely shot. It, it's so weird. Like, it's just a it's a movie where I think it's Paul McCartney's grandfather. And he's like a like a oh, my God. What's what's a thing that the person who just lies endlessly, uh, like pointlessly? So there's a term for it. Uh, compulsive okay. liar, compulsive chronic liar, compulsive liar. Yeah, yeah. Let's say compulsive liar. Like he, the, the, yeah. this man is lives for chaos if you leave him right. alone. So, like I I don't really know what the point of that is. It's literally just it's just whatever. Like that's all it is. It's if you cut this into if you severed a couple of different tendrils between scene to scene you could have just made this a different amount of shorts that for some reason are just like impeccably shot where it's like it's just the beatles hanging out why is this shot like just like as artfully as it is like this is this is maybe not a waste of talent but also like you could have probably gone somewhere else with this but either way hard day's night beatles they're fun that's about it uh i'm gonna go ahead and give it a parking a whole bunch of cars in a row so the Beatles can walk through it and block off all the fangirls that are trying to eat their dick at a time. So I got a question for you. Do you ever yeah. like, do you ever watch something on your list and you're like, oh no, like I'm going to have to hear Addy bitch about this? Like, yes, does that, I, like, does, yes. Does oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes, no, no, no. I, I knew that this one was going to be like, I, now we get to hear, oh, the Beatles are mean. I listened to yesterday. Look, look, if you want to bitch about a Beatles movie, the movie yesterday is right over there, okay? We, I, we can talk about yesterday. That movie fucking sucks. But, like, you know, let's not talk about a hard day's night like that. <laughs> yeah, I just don't like the Beatles, so I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't have much. I don't have much more to say. I just, I just really hope that the three fans that we have just give you shit. Just, <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Just, I hope will. all three of them. There's like, I think I, 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 I don't know if I've ever met anyone else who doesn't like the Beatles. So it's a rare one. It's okay. We know that you're sometimes alone in your shitty takes. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
that, it's, it's, I'll, I'm never going to watch it out of 10. There you go. Understandable. You're next. Uh, all right. I'm just going to quickly run through this. So I got a Steam Deck oh, from uh, Gabe from Gabe Newell. Um, from, from lovely Gabe Newell of Valve Software. He bent the knee. He's made a console. Very lovely of him. Mm-hmm, so of I... <laughs> So unfortunately, it arrived broken. Uh, very sad. Uh, the left bumper was having issues; like it just wouldn't work unless I put an extreme amount of pressure on it. So it is now no longer in my position. It is being possession, I should say. Uh, it's being sent back to Valve, or it has been sent back to Valve, waiting for processing. And hopefully, I'll have a new one. Uh, uh, the turnaround time is pretty slow, so I don't think it'll be next week. It'll probably be the week after, hopefully. But we'll see. Anyways, I did get to play with it a little bit before I sent it off, though. Played like a shit ton of different games on there. I was playing Binding of Isaac, Slay of the Spire. I even tried Grand Theft Auto 4 on there. Uh, I tried just a whole different range of things. Uh, It's really fucking cool. Like, it's pretty crazy what they've managed to do with this thing. It's basically like just the the dream portable device for anyone who's wanted a portable device it makes all it makes any other portable device look like a fucking toy in comparison uh with what that thing can do uh with all the customization of it with just not only just the power but how it runs and it's like it's perfect it's literally a dream so i love it i can't wait to get it back uh and play some more stuff on there Okay, well, now I'm going to take this chance as the handheld block. Um, Steam Deck is not a handheld, man. That thing is fucking huge. You got to actually carry around <laughs> a specific bag for it. No, it fucking it's isn't. Perfect. Yes, I, look, look, look. I know whenever people see a moose in real life, they're like, holy shit, that thing is like <laughs> demonically big. So like for you, technically, that'd be handheld, okay? But for us normal people, maybe even slightly on the smaller hand side, you know, the Vita, like the, the 3DS, those are like, oh, okay, yeah, that's perfect. Size of your phone. Well, okay, maybe not phones, because like even phones are like, ah, God, this is, I'm never moving off my Galaxy S10e, because like every other phone is like, I don't want to go back to a big phone. Like, I'm fine. I, Steam Deck, that's the size of a monitor, man. That thing is fucking huge. Like, oh, I'm fine. I, I, it's light, I will, though. I, yeah, I will challenge you if you ever, like, I'm sure you'll eventually run across one someone. With, no, I have. Oh, you have? Have you held it? Yes. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay, you really. Dude, really I feel like it. I'm ready to hug someone. Like, if I am holding a Steam Deck, I could use the space in between my hands to go and put my hands over someone and start hugging them and using the Steam Deck to connect my hands behind them. It's interesting because I always, like, I, again, maybe just my giant moose hands, but <laughs> even, playing, even playing this. Even playing the Switch, I just always felt cramped. Like I just always felt like yeah. there wasn't enough real estate, and I didn't like it. But with this, it's perfect. But to that's... Me. like it just it holds in a perfect manner. My hands don't get cramped. Like when I'm trying to play, like as bad as the fucking uh, Switch was, the worst fucking device I've ever used in my entire in my entire fucking life was that 3DS. I could not stand using really? that thing because it just destroyed my hands trying to use that thing. I I could not do it. Even the Vita I found was better than that, but the 3DS just fucking killed me. And but most portable things kill me. Like even the Vita. Like like the Vita's fine. It's I I played Danganronpa one and two on there, so I I could manage. Well, but yeah, because you're I, pressing I X over and over again. True. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't prefer it. With the Steam Deck though, man. Oh my god! Like the way you can customize all the controls and just change things around to your liking. I don't know, man. And that's not even saying like I'm not the emulation guy. Obviously, I'm not the guy that's going to go and download a bunch of ROMs. But God forbid, I would tear that thing up. Yeah, God forbid, if you're into that sort of thing, this thing's a fucking dream, man. Because you can literally get 
anything running on this thing. It's fucking Linux. So you go ahead, you put any emulator you want on there, any ROM you want on there, and this shit's going to fucking work, and it's going to work easily. So it's pretty cool what they managed to do with that thing. Um, and yeah, I'm just really sad that I don't have it right now. And Gaben, if you're listening, please send me a new one soon. Thanks. Gaben is obviously listening. But big, going big back, Pixels, man. <laughs> the only packs of Pixels fans. Um, remember <laughs> when I said that we have three fans? All three of them are just Gaben. Um, That's true. He's big lad. He's good for three. <laughs> Anyways, oh, now he's gonna fucking eat, now he's gonna eat my Steam Deck for that joke. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I literally imagine you've you've seen like those videos of like is it cake or not, and you're like, oh yeah, that's a baby, that's a literal human baby. I saw it blink, and then they're like, nope, cake, and they cut it open. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, so, like, that, shit, I, that that fucks me up. Yeah, so that's, I just imagine Gaben eating your Steam Deck, and you're like, wait a minute, it was cake the entire time. How the fuck did you get it? How the fuck did you run Binding of Isaac on cake? And Gaben's just like, we figured it out. That's the power um, of Steam Deck. Anyways, the Switch. Um, the switch in handheld mode is um, it, it's not about the like the size of it. That's the ergonomics. Like the switch isn't a ergonomic. The Steam Deck is ergonomic. It's just that I don't like that my hands are like I feel like I'm doing like a stupid clap. Like okay, whenever you're clapping, you kind of have like your hands close together, right? And then you know how like Donkey Kong claps at the end of Smash Bros. He's just like, ooh, ooh, yeah. Ooh. Right, it feels like I have my hands open for that clap when I'm holding the Steam Deck. That, like that's what that feels like. Just pretend you're Donkey Kong. No issues. I don't want to feel like I'm Donkey Kong. I want to feel like I'm on the Vita, like over here, just hands close enough to get. Like this is cozy. I, I'm holding one right now. That's why I'm saying it's cozy. Like it's it just feels right. Which reminds me, later on, I'll talk. Oh, literally, it's okay. It's not next one. It's the next next snap. Yeah, it's not the next topic. It's the next next topic about Rayman Origins, which I've been playing on Vita. But like, oh my god, on Vita it just feels Vita is just such a nice little device. And then everything had to get fucking big. Like, if you gave me a Steam Deck, let's say six hundred dollars, even the size of a Switch Lite at the most, I'm in. But like, I don't want to go bigger than that. I don't know. I just figured, you know, with all the years of you handling your your own massive package i figured you'd be used to this sort of thing by now but i guess look 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 the problem is is that there's so much weight just swaying this massive package everywhere i thought we were talking about the steam deck sorry oh no no, we're we're not (laughs) (laughs) anyways because you you already got this is the handheld section now okay we're just gonna handheld because uh fuck it i want to i want to brag about this so i bought A black Vita in like 2015 or 2014. I don't know. It was $170 new. And then maybe like a year and a half ago, someone was selling a white Vita in northern Houston for 20 bucks. So I drove like about an hour to go pick it up because it's a white Vita for $20 and it came with like three games. Why would I not go pick that up? And then probably within like the last couple of months, I bought a dev kit Vita uh, that someone was just selling for 60 bucks. So why the fuck would I not? And then I finally got the dream Vita that I wanted, which is a red one from Japan. Anyways, uh, you see, the problem is, is that I used I like the idea of being able to swap out thumbnails for each episode. But let's be honest, I don't really know how to do that. I tried it once 
one episode like a almost two years ago and it didn't reflect i was like well i'm never trying that again um anyways i'd like to share these photos i don't know how i can do it either way so what i did is that i took the black vita i took the the red vita i took the white vita and i took the get the dev kit vita and i just started hobbling parts together and i finally got to make my dream vita which is a red black and white vita with black touches from the dev kit all i know is that i love this thing it just by literally looking this nice it makes me want to play it and take it everywhere because i just like holding it and i just like looking at it and because of all of that it makes me more motivated to play games i love this thing and it makes me sad that it's probably literally the only it's probably the last literal handheld we will ever get. And uh, it makes me sad because the Switch and Steam were obviously made for people, for, for giants. They were made for giants, okay? And they were not made for me, and I'm screwed. Yeah, fuck you. I, I, I guess so. That's what the entire market is saying. Just yeah. Steam Deck, the size of a Switch Lite, here's my money, Gabe, and I will buy Portal 2 again. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder if they'll do something like that. I, I feel like... I feel like Steam Deck's so new and there's so many possibilities with that. I could definitely see them making a smaller one eventually um, after they've kind of put, like placed themselves in the market a little bit and done their thing because I don't think this is going away anytime soon. It seems to be a big hit for Valve, Please. so we'll see. Mm -hmm. All right, so anyways, the, the, the Steam Deck, I give it a make a Vita 2, you cowards, out of 10. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it a please send it back quickly, Gabe, out of 10. Perfect. Okay, my turn. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 2. I beat this game. I started this game for like two or three days, however many episodes ago, probably let's say January, February this year. I, for some reason, I don't know why, I just looked at my PS3 and said, yeah, now's the time. So I just looked at my PS3 and I just started playing Black Ops 2. And you know what? This is actually probably one of the best campaigns in the series. Like it, it is a good one. Um, but what I will say on top of that, that is a very compliment. It is definitely Treyarch's best campaign that I've played. I want to preface it that way because I haven't played Call of Duty 3, which I'm pretty sure no one cares about. Like, let's just let's just get out of the way. I'm pretty sure no one cares about that. No one's going to be like, oh, Call of Duty 3 is like, no one fucking cares. Uh, World at War, though, is the one that I'm missing that I do want to play. So World at War might be the only one that I can caveat that maybe it's better. But considering that I played Black Ops 1, 2, a little bit of 3, 4 is non-existent, I'm pretty sure no one is going to say that Cold War is good enough to be considered in the top. I can say that this is probably their best campaign. And I'm not going to lie, like it's it's good. Like I'm actually kind of shocked the detail that they gave the villain, which the villain is actually probably the best villain in any Call of Duty game. That one I don't feel too crazy insane like they give that villain so much focus and they give him enough motivation that by the time you get to the end of the game you're like yeah you know what i kind of understand everything you've done to this point and anything that you do it's like yeah i kind of get it. it i'm actually kind of impressed that black ops 2 was hiding a good campaign um not gonna lie I almost gave up on this game because, like, a really fucking bad glitch. Which, like, apparently, if, if a game has a game-breaking glitch years after, and then you go online for forums that are 10 years ago, they're like, yeah, they never patched it. And you're like, fuck, they never patched it. Oh, my God. Even this later on, they never patched it. It was a fucking cool mission where you're on the streets of L.A. It's 2025, but, like, it's 
2012 into the future 2025. So it's like, okay, cool. There'll be some advancements. So it's not full on future. It's definitely, you know, a little bit futuristic though, but it looks so fucking cool. There's a section where they have a jet flying underneath the collapsing freeways. It looks so fucking dope. And then you take a turn and then you turn left and the game just goes, the president is dead. And I'm like, fuck, I didn't, Dude, Hillary Clinton's back there. I don't understand what you're talking about. Like, she's still alive. And then I, I kept trying. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not getting shot at. There's no enemies here. How is the president still dying? And then I Googled it. I'm like, oh, fuck. It's a glitch. I need to start over this mission. And I started over the mission. I'm like, please, please don't glitch. And it didn't. And I was like, I'm, I'm really glad now having beat that game that that glitch did not stop me. Um, the other thing, Black Ops 2. Um, there's choices in the game. And I swear that I may have gotten literally the worst ending that the game could have given me because they give you a stat sheet of like, oh, okay, you did this, you did this, you did this. I'm reading mine at the end of every mission and all of them is, are like, well, you let the NATO leaders die, you let the target get kidnapped, you let this person get executed. You accidentally executed this person. And I'm just like, man, I am literally the worst Black Ops soldier of all time. I can't fucking believe I suck this much. And so I want to say for like the last four missions, I leaned into it and it was like, oh, that's the decision right there. Mm, I'm going to intentionally make it worse. Like at this point, I was on a mission to see as how bad of an ending I can get. And anyways, the ending that I got accidentally set the entire world on fire with riots because the man I killed, I turned into a martyr. Whoops. Uh, so yeah, Black Ops 2. Um, good ending. <laughs> I actually really liked it. I was like, oh my God, my choices actually mattered and I ruined the world. That's fucking awesome. So, Dorian. Have you played Black Ops 2 or anything? No. No. Do you, no. Do you have any interest? No. Cause, like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm actually no, 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 no. I'll expand. Uh, here's the thing with COD, man. I, I mean, I'm, I, I have that one COD game um, you sent me that I'm going to play at some point. Infinite uh, Warfare, Infinity War, Infinity War, I think. In, in, um, Infinite Warfare, uh, Infinity War, Infinite Warfare. Is the, Sorry, yeah, yeah. The developer, the developer. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, here with COD, it's just I. I don't know, Matt. It feels like part of like my angsty teenage childhood going back to COD because I played that a lot. Everyone did. I was big into uh, COD, like COD, like especially COD two, COD three, and then Modern Warfare. Like that first, the first couple of Modern Warfare's, uh, I was a huge fan of. And then I just mm -hmm. kind of fell out of that whole thing with Blops. Like the first, I think I did try the first one, but I just was like, ah, this isn't the same to me anymore. And I just it's have such bad. a the first one's bad though. Yeah, I've, I've heard that. And I just have such a negative, uh, negative connotation to them. So I mean, I'm sure it's probably fine. It's probably good even. Like I'm sure some of those campaigns are decent. Uh, I'm just not. It, it's it's just never gonna happen. There's there's so many games I want to play before that, and I'm, I'll play maybe maybe if I love Infinite Warfare, and I'm just like, oh my god, this is way better than I was expecting. Maybe I'll go back and play some. But I just, especially because I'm not a huge first person shooter fan to begin with. I just can't see me ever getting to them. I mean, you know that Bobby Kotick has you covered, okay? He's going to be bringing Black Ops 1, Black Ops 2, Black Ops 3, Black Ops 4, Black Ops Cold War, all of Game Pass, Day 1. Look, baby, we're all in the money, okay? You're going to be able to play them anytime you want. 
I don't sub to Game Pass anymore though. So oh wow, oh wow. <laughs> Sony, 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 let's fucking go! PlayStation <laughs> Plus Premium, baby. <laughs> I certainly don't sub to that either. But <laughs> I do. You fucking, you fucking PC master racer. Oh my fucking god! I, you, I should have told you to shower before we recorded. Oh my fucking god! I can't have. Yeah, you. true. I got uh, that uh, that PC stank. <laughs> anyways black ops 2 if after infinite warfare you ever need another like a quick five to six hour hit of rah 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 black ops 2 you can't go wrong with so uh black ops 2 i'm gonna go ahead and give that a uh raul menendez out of 10 very nice uh i'm gonna give it a uh, please hurry up and acquire Activision, so Bobby Kotick can stop like threatening to kill people. No, 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 okay, actually, no, hold on. Close the deal. We need him threatening more people, okay? Why else do you think Call of Duty was able to hit every single year? Because Bobby True. was there keeping people in line. True. True. There was some order in the world, damn it. <laughs> You're next. All right, another quick one here, but I'm just going to talk about a minute for Summer Games Done Quick 2022. Yes, it's that time of year again with all the great speedruns and all that stuff. Uh, We're about halfway into it, and yes, I am missing plenty of stuff right now to uh, talk to you lovely people. So, you know, I'm so sorry. This is okay. It's just Banjo 2. Yeah, I can miss that. Um, But yeah, there's, uh, you know, lots of good stuff that's happened already. Uh, Actually, one of the best, uh, one of the best things i've oh never mind it's actually super mario sunshine that would have been cool oh well anyways um <laughs> banjo 2 got moved to later that's funny i was just like on the list now mm-hmm. um but yeah no uh, i got there was a, probably the highlight so far uh they did a grand theft auto vice city run in an hour and oh, it was actually really cool shit. because yeah like they did like they did the run completely normally and then they what? get to this one yeah like they, they do it completely normally like they obviously have like little skips and stuff like that but then they stop doing story quests they do a bunch of side quests and then there's this one weird glitch that you can do that basically teleports you to the end of the game <laughs> and, like you're just right at the end and that's how you can do it in an hour it's bizarre but it's really cool um, and yeah, it was a really fun run. The guy who runs it, a guy named KZ Frew, he's one of the funnier speedrunners. He just acts like this, like total, like white kind of jock, obnoxious jock. He, he like has a character he plays, and it's really funny. So I enjoy his speedruns. Uh, but there was some other good stuff too, like the horror block. I watched. Uh, they did Silent Hill for the Room, uh, Outlast. So there was some good stuff there. Uh, they've done. Uh, they they started off with Shadow of the Colossus, which was cool. They've done Ico, so they've had that kind of stuff in there. Um, watching the Crash Bandicoot 2 speed run was awesome too. Mass Effect had a really good one early, so lots of good stuff. Uh, it's going on all week. You won't hear this. I, I, I don't know when this edit's going up. It might be over by the time you listen to this, but oh, it, it will do, go up Friday. I, I Friday? Can, okay, I can so you, surely stay at Perfect. So if this is up by Friday, you will still have whatever you hear this on Friday and then Saturday. I think there's actually some pretty good runs those days. Let me double check. Uh, what do we got? For July first, uh, the day that Gazer banned is when this episode should go live. And if it doesn't, Perfect. fuck me, my god, I, I I screw it up. Perfect. So Friday, we've got actually Portal Two, which you will be talking about later. Uh, we've got the Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Oh, Celeste, Donkey Kong Country. Oh, shit. Um, then Saturday at midnight, we've got Super Mario World, which will be great. Uh, Left for Dead 2, Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty on oh. European Extreme Mode. That'll be good <laughs> shit. Um, 
Blood, uh, Bloodstained, uh, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, Metroid Dread, Super Mario Maker 2, Super Mario 64. So lots of good. Oh, and, and they're finishing off the entire event with a little game you might have heard of called Elden Ring. Two hours <laughs> so that should oh. be very fun. Dude, um, have that, you seen the speed runs for Elden Ring? I have not. So this is going to be my first Dude. one. I'm excited to watch it. This is a two-hour All Remembrances run, so it should be Wait, interesting. All Remembrance. Oh, my God. What the fuck is a Remembrance? Oh, my God. Okay, well, okay. If it's not just a speed run where I assume the Remembrances are bosses, then, the yeah, the, then I don't feel bad telling you about the other speed runs, which is just, like, uh, glitch, like, just being able oh. to glitch through. Dude. It's funny they have they have that too. So there's a bonus game if it hits the incentive right after the regular Elden Ring. It's going to be a half hour any percent run. So oh, oh. I think that one's I think that one's where they're just going to glitch through the entire game. <laughs> dude, dude, the glitch is fucking ridiculous. What they do is like I think they have to block. Like I think if the game's running at sixty frames, they have like literally one frame. Like it has to be frame perfect for them to block to send themselves flying like at a thousand miles per hour in a certain direction and it, the way that you look at this you're like what the fuck is he doing how is he doing this like the speed runs for elden ring for like any percentage is fucking comedic because you just look at this like what the fuck is going on how it, it's one of those things that you just remember how fragile any game is no matter how stable it is they are so fragile to the point that if someone blocks at the wrong frame, you could somehow calculate that shit and accidentally send them to the end of the game. It's like, this is this is fucking wild that anything technology-wise that we use is as steady as it is. <laughs> yeah, and some of these runs are absolutely insane, like how they just break these engines and do all this crazy shit, so... I love this event. Definitely worth checking out. Uh, if 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 you happen to like, you know, hear this late or whatever, for the ten people listening, you've ever heard of this. Uh, they do it every year. Five people. Gaben. I mean, Gaben knows about GDQ, so I don't know why I'm saying this. Gaben yeah, told it. to his employees about this, then, and specifically they're the ones working on your Steam Deck. <laughs> there, there we go. Um, <laughs> actually, don't watch it though. Fix my Steam Deck first. Uh, there's yeah, two. There's two uh, two a year, one in the summertime, one in the wintertime. So those are the main ones. So they're back to doing in-person events. I actually really want to go to an in-person event. So if they're still doing in-person events in January, I'm going to maybe try and take that trip and see. But we'll see how that works out. Um, yeah, so that's it. That's Summer Games Done Quick. Check it out if you haven't. Uh, also, they do the they put up the VODs on YouTube. So if you don't want to watch it live, you can always check them out there because there's some good shit. Uh, my sore for GDQ is I still have that Metal Gear Solid 4 speed run from the last GDQ saved in my watch later. And I still haven't watched it because I specifically want to have it up next to me whenever I try to finish my big boss run on my save on my PS3 at a time. That's <laughs> a good reason. Okay. Uh, G- yeah, GDQ is just going to be a fucking good time out of 10. Okay. Not the wrong uh, Pattinson my... one. Mm-hmm. Debatable. Um. Rayman Origins. Um, this was on the list, and I guess I booted it up and played it for a little bit and then closed it down. It's funny because like this is written on the list, but then I played an actual level like maybe 20 minutes ago. So like this is completely unintentional. I didn't realize this was here. I wasn't even included in the list, but now here it is. Um, I don't like acknowledging that Ubisoft might have made a good game. Um, I don't. I don't like it, and I kind of want to ignore it, but here I am, and I have to talk about it. Um, This game is kind of fun. I know that I'm literally, like, 
I'm at the second level. I did the intro, and that that intro isn't even like a level. It's just a hub that you get introduced to, and then you do the first level. I've done pretty much that, and I just got to the point where I learned that Rayman can punch people. So now that I realize that Rayman can punch people, it's like, oh, okay. I think I'm actually going to enjoy this because part of me was thinking that I don't exactly like too much his running speed um, when it comes to platforming. But then when I realized that he can climb, he can swim, he can swing, I was like, okay, even though his walking speed might be a little bit too slow, he has enough mobility that I'm okay with it. And then they introduced punching. I'm like, okay, never mind. I'm kind of into this right now. So that's all I really have to say. Uh, we're going to segue this somewhere else, which is that so my three Vitas, the dev kit doesn't really count because the dev kit Vita doesn't have an internal battery. So it's not even like I can use it like a real Vita. It's just a novelty. Anyways, so I've got my red Vita. My red Vita is my main Vita that has a 64 gig memory card tossed into the game slot. Um, that is pretty much all of my digital games uh, that are legal. And then, you know... A couple of emulators, just a couple. <laughs> Anyways, that's my that's my red Vita. Then I have a white Vita that I haven't done anything to yet, but that one will never see the light of day or an internet connection again. I might even go in and break the Wi-Fi chip if I have to, or see if I can remove it because this one will never be online to try to compromise me. That's as much as I'll talk about the white Vita. Uh, the Black Vita, though, the Black Vita, when I cracked that thing open, uh, I messed up some wires. The wires came in today. I was very happy. So I got in, I fixed it, I put in the new wiring, and the Vita works again. That one is going to be my completely legal, literally only game carts in that Vita. So I was playing Rayman Origins, and it was a good test to let me know, okay, cool, yeah, this Vita is working perfectly. So yeah, Rayman Origins is... Whew, Eves, I'm still not, even if this game is really good, I'm still not going to give you the W in any circumstance out of 10. Now, Dorian, do you have any, any experience with Raymond? Do you, have you played Origins? Do you care? Funny enough, uh, Raymond Origins is one of the two physical games I own on Vita. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, funny. Uh, but no, I've never played it. <laughs> um i was actually funny it's my vita is actually a launch vita i bought it at launch like day one mm. i was like oh man cool sony 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 it's gonna buy this of even, course even though i didn't love portable shit but i bought it uh, and i bought sony, a selection sony, sony. of games yeah i bought a selection of physical games with it but that's the only one i still have left is that well that one and then i obviously got you to get me a persona four gold a little while oh, ago yeah. um but yeah that's the only other one i have uh is that never played it would like to play it one day I'm going to be honest, when I finally play it, I probably won't play it on Vita. But, uh, yeah. I, so. Look, look, you got the monster hands. I'm pretty sure it's on Steam. So, like, I wouldn't be shocked if it plays really nicely on there. Yeah, probably a good Steam that game. But I, I honestly, I have played Rayman games before, and I do like them. So I think this will be one that I will enjoy, for sure. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Uh, score, and then your topic. Uh, I'll give it a um, fuck Ubisoft out of 10. I accept that. Yeah, evergreen, evergreen. Uh, okay, <laughs> let's let's move on from games for a bit, uh, and we'll talk about Band of Brothers now. So yes. I finally did finish. <laughs> I finally did finish Band of Brothers. Uh, it's interesting. So I think I've said oh, many no. times before on this show that I'm not a big war guy. Uh, it's just not a genre that, for whatever reason, super appeals to me. And uh, I'd say about eight episodes to this show, I appreciated it, and I thought it was pretty good. But it just it just 
it just wasn't, I didn't love it. I liked it. I will say the final two episodes, specifically episode nine, yeah. uh, was really, really incredible. It was so, so, so well done how they did that. And I should have probably guessed that that was coming, but I didn't. And it kind yeah. of just caught me off guard. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, it was just fucking harrowing, man. And they really represented that well and just made me feel like shit after that episode. Um, and then episode 10 was really good, too. I don't know. I still think episode nine was the best one in the entire thing. Yeah. But episode 10, the finale was very good, too, how they wrapped it all up. Um, and yeah, honestly, you know, it, it's an, an incredible um I think achievement is the word I would use for oh, how yeah. they made that back in the 2000s. And even if it's not something like a like content, like just the just the genre that super appeals to me, uh, it's definitely something I really appreciate. And uh, especially with those last two episodes, it kind of puts it over the edge a little bit because those were really great. So, you know, overall, is it in my you know top 10 shows of all time? No, it won't be. But I can definitely see I can definitely appreciate this as like a landmark. Uh, a piece of television and certainly certainly a mini series because you know before this there were mini series obviously but i don't know if any series ever had like a budget like this and looked yeah that was basically just like a 10-hour movie which is what this was so yeah i mean spielberg asks you for how many million dollars you just sign like that's it so um either way i'm glad that you are giving it its roses that that's all I'm, i'm happy about that you enjoyed yourself and that you acknowledge it so I, I'm good here. That's it. That's it. I, I'm not going to say anything. I've already spoken enough about it. Previous episodes, et cetera, et cetera. Blah, 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 blah. This, <laughs> Band of Brothers is, is landmark television. I ended up giving it an 8 out of 10. It deserves that. It's great stuff. So Perfect. Yeah. All right. So my turn. Uh, Perils of Baking. Um, Speaking the of The game that. is mid. Yeah, it's it's it's. Oh, fine. I'm not a fan. Okay. How's no, that? It, 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 it's fine. Like, I can definitely tell it's a first attempt. Yeah, like, it's... Oh, are you playing rough. the? Re- is this the remastered one or just the original one? Sorry. No. Well, I mean, keep in mind that this is Perils of Baking. The new one is Super Perils of Baking, and while that one started oh, okay. off as a, you know, while that started off as a way to make the original Perils of Baking better, it eventually morphed into its own game. So okay, got it. So you yeah. played the original one. Oh, there's yeah, the no, no. Okay. Yeah, no, no. no. I'm playing gotcha. the original one. The the new okay, one. Okay. I have no reservations about that one being bad. Like, I'm pretty sure I'll play it. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a whole lot more finer. It's just like this game. If you played this game on Newgrounds in 2007, you would just be like, oh, yeah, this is. Yeah, yeah I kind of hope this person makes a real game sometime. sometime. I kind of hate how mean I sound <laughs> about this game, but. Like, I'm still playing it. Like, I'm still going through it. I think there's 40 levels. I Or maybe I'm lying to myself about that. I don't know. I think I'm, like, 20 levels in. And it definitely has a charm to it. But it kind of goes back to that charm that I said about, like, a Newgrounds game from, like, 2007. It's, I kind of hate being mean to this game. Because, like, it still feels like it has... Like, you can still tear that there was care behind it. Like, that's the thing. But also, at the end of the day, the game is just kind of fine. Like, if Super Perils of Baking was supposed to be aping Super Mario World, you can kind of tell the template that that game has where it will introduce a mechanic early on or a theme of the level and then 
it will just progressively test you on it more and more again until you get to the end of the level. And then you like, okay, yeah, you've mastered that. You kind of got it down. You can kind of tell that the bones are still in here. Um, I guess if I'm going to say something nice, because I feel like I've been too mean, is that um, I like the life's mechanic. So, of course, Mario, small Mario, big Mario, and then flower Mario, or if you have a power-up Mario, right? Uh, The way that this one works is that you have three hearts, and then you get a chef's hat, and the chef's hat is what gives you offensive capabilities like the fire flower would in Mario. And what I like is that the coins in Mario, they'll give you a one-up. Here, it's cookies. It's 50 cookies or desserts. It can, Sometimes it's chocolates. Chocolates are worth five points, blah, 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 right? Um, I do like that when you get to 50, it'll give you another heart. Or if you're already tapped out, it will go ahead and give you a chef hat. So, you know, it, compared to Mario, where if you get all the coins and then you get a one-up and, like, that's it. I like that the coin system or the cookie system, whatever you want to call it, is tied to giving you your actual power up in the game. That's just really good. Like, I'm I'm happy about that. That's the one thing that I was like, ah, this is great. It's just that something about the gameplay and the level design and the characters, it it's a first attempt. It is a first attempt. Um, it is that that's the thing. Again, I don't I feel like I being mean. But, like, I feel like it got like, caveated as it's a first attempt. It's like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to tell you, yeah, never make another fucking video game because, like, you know, whatever. What, who the fuck am I? Uh, but, yeah, Harold's uh, of Baking, <sighs> a little rough, but it's not rough enough for me to stop playing. So, yeah, like, I- I'm going to keep playing. There's nothing that's going to really stop me. I'm really in love with my Vita right now, so like I, I, I will keep going. Am I gonna get the platinum for this one? Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I don't really want to go back and like look for the secrets or anything. I just want to beat this game, so I can go into Super Perils of Baking, being able to see the jump. Uh, so yeah, Perils of Baking is gonna be uh probably just go to Super Perils of Baking instead. Out of ten. So Dorian, are you gonna do this? Anything? No, my rating is exactly the same. I'm going to go to Super Pearls of making out of town. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, that's the right, right move. Yeah, I, I, I just don't have any desire. I Look, I, I appreciate these games, and uh, I will always buy them to support Colin. Um, but even Harboxia, like, I'm just not a space shooter guy, and, like, I just kept dying. So I was like, I can't play this. Like, I'm not good at this. Um, but uh, Perils of Baking actually has me interested, especially the new one. Uh, because I like platformers, and especially ones inspired by that uh, sort of SNES era. So uh, I'm definitely in for that and very excited. Uh, but the original one, no, there's no point. I'll just skip it. So um, I'm, I'm, we don't need to make it a point. I'm just going to say SNES because I can't let you just say SNES um, like that. Uh, we're moving on. You know, we're just going to have to agree to disagree, okay? We're, it's, a, it's a different political topic, and we're not getting into fucking politics, goddammit. Um, Fair enough. Are you the SNES party or the SNES party? Let me know. Um, so, um, fuck that. I, I was trying to transition. I don't even remember where we were going with it. Okay, well, anyways, yeah. Um, Habroxy, I was going to say that uh, if you just keep failing, the game eventually gets easier because you just get points and then you can make yeah, your fair. ship stronger and all that. So, I'm just throwing it out there. For some reason, you ever want to try again, even when you fail, it still helps you progress. So, maybe yeah. a good Steam Deck game. Mm-hmm uh anyways and uh, yeah habroxia 2 when the fuck will i get to that i don't know super perils of baking that'll 
probably sooner. But yeah, either way, Perils of Baking is a eh, out of 10. All right. Uh, I'm going to talk about Ozark now. Okay. I don't have a ton to say because I haven't finished uh, the latest like the end yet we're at we're on we're on the final like six or seven episodes i think i have like three or four left so i'm nearly there uh so i'm not gonna go too much into it in fact i probably won't go too much into it at all in general because you haven't seen it so i obviously can't talk spoilers mm-hmm. uh, i will say that this is really great stuff here again uh this is a phenomenal series i love jason bayman so i am kind of a bit of a simp for him in general but like i really really enjoy what this series has done it's miles above everything else that the usual schlock on Netflix, in my opinion, uh, especially from the TV show side these days. Um, and yeah, it's great. So if it sticks the landing, like if the, and, and it's interesting because I've heard very, very divisive things about this ending. So we'll see. But if it sticks the landing, it's honestly might be a top 10 show of all time for me. Uh, I oh, really okay. like it a lot. Um, and this final season's great stuff. So we'll see where it ends and I will talk about it more then. But for now, Digging Ozark. All right, Ozark. You know what? Maybe the next TV show I start. I don't know. Maybe I don't think there's anything else that is itching to be next. I don't know. Um, Shall I take it from here? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, perfect. So that gives me a good transition spot to the TV show I am watching, Twin Peaks. Um, Twin Peaks. So am I supposed to care about the plot? Because I don't think I do. (laughs) Where are you? Uh, I'm already in season two. I yep. want to say that I am three or four episodes in. Okay. Oh, oh, by the way, you've already had like, you've already had my favorite moment, like in the entire series, maybe. I think it was in season two, episode one. I think it's the premiere of season two uh, with the, uh, with the old guy. Oh my. Okay. Okay. okay we, that guy we, is a giga chat, man. I fucking I, love that scene. Okay. <laughs> so we, we will probably end up having to go into spoilers at some point. <laughs> That's but... so good. Anyways, so anyways, um, okay, this, am I supposed this, to care about the plot? In terms, in terms of the plot, look, I'll be honest with you. Yes and no. Yes and no. I think, I think a lot of Twin Peaks is the characters is what makes it work, and okay. just kind of getting peeking into their lives and seeing what the fuck they're all doing. I, I do think, I do think the overall like arching mystery of kind of what's going on here is interesting. But I will say for me, it doesn't become as big a focus until the very like it's it's basically the end of season two and then going into Firewalk with me and then going into the return, which is then kind of things kind of amp up in the fucking weirdness. It starts getting really Dave and Lynchy and then we go into weird fucking places. So, yes and no. I think if you're not super caring about the plot, that's kind of normal at this point. But I will say that. I did uh, for me myself personally. I still did. I was like, hmm, "What's going on here?" I did have some intrigue in what was happening at this point. Okay, so like I just kind okay. The plot is there. Uh, the plot to me is an excuse to be able to stick around in this place. Like that is how I'm taking it. Whenever they're just like, "Oh my god, this is probably another person involved," I'm like, "Okay." Cool. I kind of hope they're as, inter- as interesting as Log Lady. Like, if you give me another Log Lady, I don't care. You could tell me that it's like, oh, she was murdered by a bear. And I'm like, okay, cool. All right. Is the bear going to ha- dance too? Like, what what weird shit can we do if the murderer is a bear? So, like, I like the plot. I don't care about what the plot does as long as where it takes us is interesting. So, that's what I mean by, like, I don't care. Like, you want to tell me whatever you want to give me. 
I don't care. Just keep showing me more people who are around here. Just get weird and I'll have fun. And I always like that every actor, like, it always feels like if someone didn't know what they were watching, they would just be like, man, why is everyone a bad actor in this? I'm like, no, that's that's too simplistic. No, no, like you got to watch how these people are acting. Like all of them are given specific direction. Of course, I'm just literally reading this from the show. I've never I haven't read anything information about this. I don't know. All I know is that every actor in this show acts just a little off where you never want to be like i buy this but it's always just enough to keep you interested where it feels like all of them have this little off balance to them so whenever they get really weird it doesn't become jarring because like they're all already a little off so when they get weird it's like oh okay yeah i can accept this it's such a weird thing and then of course that music's thing that always kicks in like, it's like, this is, it's like you said, it is supposed to be parroting soap opera, so it has that veneer over it where if someone didn't have a discerning eye, they'd be like, what the fuck is this? What is wrong with this show? But if you can just pick out, like, the little subtle, like, it, it the, the TV show hand, shows its cards for a little bit. It's like, yeah, this is kind of intentional, and that's what i love about it more than anything else like i love that this show feels like it's just an excuse to get weird whatever procedural murder and figuring out who did who cares that is just the framework so you can get weirdos in so am i on point or am i a wrong twin peaks fan no no i I think a lot of what you said is pretty accurate there And I think one of the things you'll come to realize, especially as you watch more David Lynch, and especially his later stuff, where he just kind of starts leaning into this more, is that's kind of a David Lynch hallmark, is in every movie he does, in every show he does, for the well, for the most part, everything just feels a little off. It feels like you're in a dream, almost. And it just, there's something off about it. There's just something not right. And it's very intentional on his part. There's, it's absolutely 100% intentional. And it's what makes a lot of his work uh, very different. And Twin Peaks is no exception to that. It's very intentional throughout the throughout that show. Um, and you'll see, like, it just kind of goes down and just takes it to the extreme uh, as you leave season two and start going into some of the other stuff. So uh, that's definitely true. It's definitely there. And, yeah, I think you're right. It's just it's it's basically... The plot is there to just drive a lot of the weirdness, and that's fine. There is a plot there, though, and yeah. there are there there is, and it's it's so hard to explain because when you get to when you get to the return, a lot of it just goes fucking batshit, and and there still is a plot there. It's just following it just gets difficult at times, and it becomes it more like difficult. yeah, it already is difficult, and you're just like okay, like. I don't, I don't know if necessarily if, if it matters, if I know what's going on, just keep pumping the shit into my yeah. veins, David. And I think that's fine. And I don't, yeah. And if that's the way we're looking at it, I don't think there's an issue with that at all. I will say that it's going to make what's coming even more miserable because like I said, <laughs> once you hit episode seven, it's <laughs> going to get a decline in quality here pretty fast. And uh, it's going to make I the next feel it though. That's the thing. Season two. I know what you're saying that, you know, David Lynch is still there. Yes. But, I can feel like yeah. this show knows, oh, shit, we have 20 episodes to fill. Yeah. Oh, no. no. 
Well, so and like, you're gonna like, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil anything for you, but you're gonna watch an episode and you're gonna go, oh, really? You're you're this is happening? Like really? And you're gonna be like, oh, there's 15 more episodes. What the fuck are they gonna do now? <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's a problem. It's it's a big big problem. And yeah, no, you're right. I still really think like the first seven episodes of season two are good, um, and they're more quality than. Um, they're more quality than I would expect based, based off of how long the season is and how much they needed to pad out. But compared to season one, yeah, it's not as good. Like season one is just great stuff. It's very tight. Eight episodes. You know what they're doing. And obviously they got into that problem in season two. You'll find though, you should fall somewhat of, I think you'll follow somewhat of the same trajectory as me where you're going to go, you're kind of going to hate life for those things, but you'll see him wrangle it back at the end. And that'll kind of, I think, reinvest you and buy you in a little bit. And if that doesn't do it, firewalk with me, Will, because that movie's fucking incredible. And there's no way. Like, I just, if you have any appreciation for Twin Peaks or Lynch, firewalk with me will absolutely pull you back into that world. And then the return will become your heroin addiction because it's just so fucking bizarre and unlike anything I've ever seen before. So, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, so I do want to go mildly into spoilers. Honestly, this is literally just the beginning of season two, whatever it's, if you listen to this, I don't think I'll be offended. So whatever, uh, three, two, one, season two, basically who shot JRing, uh, Kyle McLaughlin is just, that's just really <laughs> funny to me it's like yeah i guess this is the plot it's now the it's just, like I, it's funny it absolutely is like um and then i look i need to bring up the old man because that was specifically like <laughs> this being so immediately upfront in the episode knowing there's 20 episodes and just this old man keeps <laughs> coming back the scene doesn't and it refuses to end. Oh my god! I was, I was like, why? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Oh my god! This is, this is funny. This is funny. This is stop being funny. Oh my god! You are being annoying. Oh my god! Please leave. Okay, it's funny again. Why are you still doing it? Oh my god! It was already funny. Don't make. Oh, the scene's over. Okay. Oh, it's Keto, man. I love love that old man so much. I did a I did a fucking uh, a tear ranking with Moki not too long ago, and I put him in a tier. You'll never see him again. You'll never see that guy again. But not that I recall, anyway. <laughs> oh my god, that was so dangerous drinking water when you said you made him a tier. Fuck. <laughs> I fucking love that guy. Oh my god. But yeah, no, it's it's. It, it, the season two is the height of studio interference. Like this, this season got completely fucked by the studio because they realized they had a hit on their hands after season one. Everyone was talking about Twin Peaks, and yeah, this is when David Lynch was like, "Oh fuck, I hate this. I don't want to do this anymore." <laughs> Basically, fucking bails, ejects ship until he comes back at the very end. What is that success? Ew. Exactly. Yeah, he can't have success. So yeah, I think what you're feeling is pretty normal. Power through. I mean, you, no, you trust me. You you fucking powered through Eva. You can power through anything. This isn't as bad as that. So. Uh, I don't. 
look, just because I power through Eva, that doesn't mean like I can power something through like The Walking Dead. Okay, like I'm, I can't power oh, through like Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, like, okay. No, I, I get what you're saying, but at The Walking Dead, you're powering through and you're not getting anything good out of that. <laughs> you're just uh, gonna keep getting more Walking Dead, right? Basically, there's a there's a there's a rainbow at the end of that because once you finish some of this shit, you're gonna get an incredible fucking movie, a really great finale, and in my opinion one of the best seasons of television of all time, if not one of the most unique things to watch in the return. Uh, even if you don't think that highly of it, um, I guarantee you, you'll never have watched anything like it. It's just fucking bizarre. No, I, you know, it's just like, I, I feel like I had to just say like, just cause I could get through email. No, it doesn't mean I could get through no, everything. No. I could get through Twin Peaks. Okay, sure. But like anything no. who, boy, that's a, you no, know no, how no. many games I've dropped. There, yeah. There, there needs to be a reward at the end like i'm not gonna just power through shit to get to a finale of shit right do, do like you know at least, how many people at least... just watch tv shows because they're so invested no. and they're yeah. just like, like oh well i gotta finish it no true, true blood was the one that made me stop doing that so mm, good shout move. out to true uh but yeah twin peaks good okay uh so yeah twin peaks is gonna be um um log out of 10 like me and my wife are log stands we we fucking love the log lady i love the log lady man gotta love the log lady uh yeah twin peaks is a masterpiece so out of 10 okay yeah your turn all right uh what the fuck are we talking about next uh actually you know what i'm gonna i i'm gonna pump out three because i got a couple of uh, three blocks here so you Ooh, can boy. feel free to pump out three after um, okay. And actually, this is one where we in we intersect on anyways. Oh, so okay. this is the Japanese uh, film block. We've got uh, Battle Royale, Tetsuo, ooh. the Iron Man, and Drive My Car. All right. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about these three. I'll save Tetsuo the last, so then you can just kind of jump in there and then uh, tell me your thoughts on that. But we'll start with Battle Good. Royale. Uh, yeah. This movie was fucking incredible. Yeah. Shit, this movie was good. Uh, yeah, fuck. I don't know how I hadn't seen this already. This is so up my yeah. alley, man. Uh, from the year 2000, basically, it's fucking, you know, Danganronpa, but an incredible cinema. I form. hate you. <laughs> Why you had me and then you just had to say that shit. Oh, my fucking God. Sorry. So I, sh I should say Battle Royale obviously predates Danganronpa. So Danganronpa stole from this, not the other way around. Just Dude, I'm going to have a child watch <laughs> Indiana Jones just be like, oh, my God, it's the guy from Fortnite. And then I'm just going to murder them. <laughs> but, yeah, no, if you've never heard of this movie, basically, we're in the future now and there's like too many people on the earth and the like, kids are kind of like being cunts. Like, I mean, which is true anyways, but yeah. as expected. Uh, so they're basically the government's like, hey, we're going to pick a random class each year and you're all going to kill each other until there's one survivor. And that's the movie. And it's really great. It's funny. It's satirical. It's gory. It's violent. It's just so, so well made. Uh, it's a classic. I really want to get this one. I don't know. I think there's a 4K for it. I'm not entirely sure if there's a 4K yes, for it. But there is a nice I steely. I do think so. It's from Arrow, okay. I think. There's a nice steely too. So if that's a 4K steely, I'm definitely going to be on my eyes though because I want to grab that and add that to my collection. Uh, because yeah, this movie was great. It's so it feels like it's just infinitely rewatchable too. There's yeah. there's just there's good shit there. So highly recommended unless you're super squeamish, I guess, or you know don't no, want to watch kids watch kill it. each other. Yeah, kids dying is always a plus in my book, as we'll talk about later, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> for you, <laughs> but uh, yeah, if, if if a kid dies in a movie, ten out of ten. Good shit. Oh, dude, 
I legitimately have a rule in a TV show that when you kill a kid, shit is on. Yes. Um, specifically, that rule kicked in for Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones. So whenever that shit happens, like, oh, okay, you mean it then. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Battle Royale, amazing. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Battle Royale. Nine, 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 uh, nine ten. Go, go ahead and tell me your thoughts. Uh, Battle Royale is such a fun movie. Um, I watched it right around the time that everyone was talking about how weak all the kills were in the Hunger Games. And everyone was like, eh, it's teenagers killing each other and the camera is so shaky and it's, oh, violence, shake away. We got to get that PG-13. And so I just remember thinking, why am I going to watch teenagers kill each other if I don't get to see teenagers kill each other? And then, you know, as one does on the internet, I saw Battle Royale. I was like, oh, that one has t- uh, uh, teenagers killing each other. That's dope. And so I watched it. And one of my favorite things is, uh, skip ahead 10 seconds, uh, if you really don't want to hear, but like it's a spoiler from like, what, the first 20 minutes? So skip ahead 10 seconds, uh, which is that even before the game start, two kids are already yes. dead. I was like, oh, yeah. cool. All right. We are starting off with a bang right here. <laughs> oh, boy. We are already starting off better than anything that the Hunger Games did. Um, I love that. Uh, I, I guess skip another 10 seconds. Even this is a mild spoiler, but fuck you. Whatever. Um, I do love that they also have random weapons that's just assigned to them. And yeah. um, <laughs> this is where the the frying pan came from. Like, that's fucking awesome. I had no idea that this is where it came from. Like, I need a frying pan as a weapon in everything because of Battle Royale. Like, I fucking love it. Um, besides that, um, I just want to say shout out to the scene with the girls inside the building. Um to say anything else would, while make me sound less perverted, would also spoiler. So I guess I just have to take the L on that one. Um, but good yeah, scene. yeah, Very good scene. Oh, see, it's fucking dope. Uh, but besides that, yeah, uh, Battle Royale. I haven't seen it in about nine years. Um, but the fact that I can even remember as much as I do speaks to the quality of that movie. That's just a damn good movie. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give that one a it's real when you kill children out of 10. <laughs> Great score. Uh, okay, so Drive My Car. This is the directed by Risuki Hamaguchi. Uh, mm-hmm. reckon, I, I, I scrolled through some of his other films, but I haven't really recognized any. So this one was really popular. Won the best Oscar, I believe, for best foreign film. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. Didn't love it. It's very, it's interesting for... It's a very straightforward movie, but it's also really complex in the themes, what it's talking about, and the discussions it's trying to have with it. Basically, the entire movie is just this guy who's just really down on his luck and basically kind of fed up with life a little bit. And he's kind of going blind in an eye, which, I mean, minor spoilers, sorry, but you find that out really early on, so it's really not. Hmm. But he's uh, going blind in one of his eyes, and he needs to basically get a driver and to help him drive and do things for him. And he starts striking up conversations with her and basically just talking about life and where things have kind of gone wrong, where things are going to go in the future. And yeah, it's like I said, you the, the entire movie will basically kind of, it'll basically hinge on whether you buy into those roles, into the, into the, uh, into that relationship and those roles or not. And I feel like if you don't, you're going to have a miserable time. This movie's three hours long. <laughs> so yeah. if, you, if you don't buy into that, good fucking luck. If you do buy into it, though, 
uh, you're going to have at least a pretty good experience out of it, which I did because these characters were written really real, really down to earth. And I don't have any issues there. I feel like though it is definitely long, really, really long. And I don't know if it earns that runtime. Like, I feel like, you know, when you hit that three hour mark, you know, I'm expecting some Kino cause it's a long ass fucking movie. And I don't know if this quite earns that runtime uh, as good as it is. Cause it is good. It is well-made. It's really well-acted, all that stuff. But it is the type of movie that I can also see myself growing to appreciate more on a second watch. Problem is, it's three hours. Yeah, okay. So, I was about I mean, to say, you beat me, yeah. too. I was about to say that. You did that. That's the fucking problem. Will I watch it a second time? Maybe one day, but definitely, definitely not anytime soon. But I appreciate the watch. It's definitely not a bad movie by any means. Uh, it's really well-made. So, uh, yeah, you know, drive my car. Good stuff. I give it a seven out of ten. Uh, now this one, I did see that it did win. Actually, no, I didn't even see that it won. Now, honestly, I think I remember that I saw it get nominated. Um, I think I also saw that it was on HBO Max, and I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Uh, I'll check that out." And then just looking, it's like, "Oh, it's three hours." And everything that I hear about the movie, it's like, "Oh, yeah, it's just a dude and a girl, and they're in a car, and they're just driving around." And I just remember thinking and hearing that and thinking I could do like hour and a half, two hours, maybe even two and a half hours of just two people landlocked to a car talking. Yeah, I can do that. But then when you hit three hours for a movie, that's when it's like, okay, I kind of need to plan my day a little bit around this. Like, like specifically with another movie that's later on in this list, Seven Samurai, like I took a nap. And then woke up and then I told myself, I will watch this movie. And then during my intermission, I'll have dinner and I'll come back and I'll watch the rest of it. So like you kind of have to plan for these long movies. And it's there's so many movies that are like three hours or more that I haven't ever watched that I feel like I would want to watch those before I end up watching something like Drive My Car and giving it that much time. So Drive My Car, um, literally just its runtime is keeping me away from it out of time. Perfect. All right. And then finally, one we both watched, uh, Tetsuo mm. the Iron Man, which, uh, fun fact, actually, for you, all you MCU fanatics, this is actually the true origin story for Iron Man. So you might want to yeah, give this a watch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, uh, Robert Downey <laughs> Jr. Uh, was actually, he's played a black man and an Asian man. Um, so yeah. it's actually pretty impressive how versatile his roles are in, throughout his entire career. Yeah. Look, I, look, I don't know what the fuck was going on in this movie. Really? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, I, I appreciated it. It was really cool. Um, I legitimately have an actual theory about what this movie is about. Oh, pl- please. Then you know what? Just just drop it on me right now. I need it. Okay. All, I don't right. Know. So, all right. So spoilers for any. Well, actually, no. Let's get easy impressions. Okay. I assume uh, your confusion and yeah, I would confused. assume you recommend it to. Yeah, go for it. Confused? I'd recommend it. Would I ever watch it again? Probably the fuck not. But mm-hmm. uh, definitely worth at least one watch to be like, what the fuck did I just watch? Because it's that's some very interesting filmmaking. So yeah, <laughs> I would recommend it if you just want to see something very experimental. And yes. by the time you get to that's the thing, if you understand that you know movies and you just want to see something that's like, oh. Yeah, I've never seen anything like that. Like, if you just need something different, let's not even bring quality into this. If you just want to see something that is completely different, that would have probably never been brought up ever on your radar, watch yeah. it. That, that, that's pretty I much agree. all I can really give you. Yep, I agree. All right, so spoilers. Three, two, 
one my interpretation of this movie is a fear of industrialization and a man's part in it um I I know, I know, this is really fucking weird. A movie where an Iron Man is literally having tentacles and ripping through him and, and a gigantic uh, penis made out of a drill. Like, I understand. How the fuck did I get there? I'll explain. Um, the movie kind of takes place a little bit rurally, and then it starts moving a little bit closer to the city, and it just sort of seems like this movie laments almost the fear of industrialization. That's why you have the Iron Man, the metal kind of taking over. You have kind of that extended sequence where he has the girl and he's trying to live a little bit domesticated. So it's kind of this weird thing where it's a movie about industrialization, but it's also about how in this kind of society, a man would have to provide and, I guess part of it is also a fear of a woman taking it all away from you, but then it also ends up being about dynamics between men and women because of the weird sex stuff. Like, it, there's a lot going on in this movie, and then I just have to kind of ignore the second half because I took most of the movie as a metaphor, but then the second half just focuses a little bit too much on literal that it breaks my interpretation of it, but like if that breaks my interpretation i don't know how else to read this movie besides yeah fuck it let's just make some experimental shit but yeah that like the industrial part is something that i cannot shake off like it is absolutely about kind of this fear of the over manufacturing of japan and this movie was what late 80s and let's say that Japan was like a huge technological powerhouse in the 90s and like kind of the early 2000s. So this kind of fits the right area before Japan became like a superpower. So, yeah, that's kind of how I interpret it. I kind of wish that I remember the movie more for more points to like bring up. But yeah, it, it, it's industrialization and the effects that it has on us. I don't fucking know how I remember that at least. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I can see that being true. Um, I, I'm just going to defer to you on that one because mm. it was such a fucking mind blur. I don't remember <laughs> much mm. from it either. I feel like you'd have to watch. And which, by the way, it's very short. So you could definitely rewatch it if you wanted to. Oh, yeah. um, and try to pick up some things on it. But like I said, if for nothing else, I appreciate how different it is. I'm always willing to watch something different. And that feels like David Lynch had a baby with uh, I don't know, some other weird directors, man. And they all got together, had a baby and made that movie because uh, it's fucking weird. So, now. Yeah. Right. So, uh, Tetsuo the Iron Man. It is an hour and seven minutes. If you Google it, someone uploaded the entire movie. And it's right there. And I, I, that's how I watched it. And, um, oh, yeah. Just looking at the thumbnail again. Yeah. It's actually very nicely shot. I do enjoy the black and white and that for the most part, the actual coloring looks very pretty. Although I will say that at some point, some of the shots of the actual Iron Man looking at that is like, Oh my God, this is just like a gaggle of wires. I don't even know what the fuck I'm looking at. So <laughs> it did become messy at some point, but it's like, whatever, fine. I'm like, this movie is so weird that like I'm not going to harp on. I don't know what I'm looking at. Like, I don't know what I'm watching. So like, why am I going to harp on? I don't know what I'm looking at. So yeah. Um, Tetsuo the Iron Man is going to be a 
the most artsful thing the MCU has produced out of 10. <laughs> True. Uh, six out of 10 for me. So right, perfect. That's that's three um, I just did. So if you got two more to do, feel free to bounce them off. Perfect. Okay. Uh, I have Portal Two here. Um, right. So I played Portal Two a while back. Uh, twenty eleven, twenty ten. I don't know. I don't remember. Anyways, um, so I'm not going to talk about Portal Two. I'm going to talk about the co-op section because I never got to play the co-op section. And uh, our dearest friend crazy herb 117 on that there youtube uh he he's retired it's okay he's probably dead um we've never seen him we keep commenting on his videos hoping that he comes back he doesn't um anyways uh he was playing on that there steam deck as well and he wanted to play the co-op for uh portal 2 and me myself i have not played it and well we have our other dear friend uh, who we call Frog. Uh, Frog and Wasp, these two, they play together very nicely. Oh, sorry. Uh, Crazy Herb is, is Wasp. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Frog and Wasp, they played It Takes Two together and A Way Out. And me being the home wrecker that I am, because I think Frog's PC couldn't work with Portal 2, I went in and stole his man, naturally. Uh, we played Portal 2 co-op in that's just a well-designed game. That's just fucking good. Oh, my God. Um, it is one of those things that you, even though it is two people, you feel so smart doing those puzzles. And then just the conversations that you have are just bouncing back and forth. Like, okay, what if we tried this? What if we tried this? And then the stupid moment when both of you guys realize the solution was right in front of you. You're like, oh, how, how could I be? How, how could I have been so dumb? Um that the moments where you end up killing one of another the fact that glados tries to talk shit to get you guys to hate each other is also great and then how if you're both funny people you can just go back and forth and fucking with each other about it so like glados will like if you die and you're orange right glados will be like <laughs> i know blue orange is such an idiot and then you just like i didn't tell glados that i'm, I'm i did not do that you can't prove it and then whenever they do that you start shaking talking them the glados to lean into it like it is just a fun time if it if it's you and another person and you can both play portal 2 play portal 2 why not portal 2 is really fucking good i think they just released it on switch too which reminds me i might have to buy it because it's portal why am I not going to buy Portal? So, yeah, Portal 2, very good game. Good job, Gaben. You showed up a lot of times this episode. Out of 10. Yeah, I, I don't love Portal 2, or Portal in Universe. general, like a lot of people yeah, do. I hate you. Um, <laughs> but they're good you. games. They're, they're both good games, especially Portal 2. I think Portal 2 is actually a really good puzzle game, uh, which is a genre I really don't love. Um, but no, it's really well made. I've never tried the co-op, probably never will. But uh, yeah, always, good good games. All right, that's it. I, I, I'm moving on. I'm just going to go to the next thing. I don't want to. Seven out of ten. Okay. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim versus the world, the game. Let's just keep moving on. I don't want to dwell on this. Um, this is actually maybe the hardest that I've ever heard my wife laugh, and it was playing this game. Um, we are absolutely going to keep playing this game. We've literally only done one level. Um, there was a time where a bus was driving through and I think one of us got hit by the bus. And so we just started cracking up. Uh, we kept playing it and uh, you can tell Ubisoft developed this because it glitched out and we couldn't move forward. So like, well, cool. Great, Ubisoft. 
even when I'm trying to enjoy some of your old games that I guess when you had some sense of taste in, in earlier, you know, let me try and enjoy this. Nope, apparently not. So we restarted and we forgot about the bus. So we're just walking forward and we see the bus. It stops in frame. My wife and I just start fucking hollering like, get away from the bus, get away from the bus, get away from the No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. The bus comes forward. It runs her over and we're both hollering because she's under the bus. And so my dumbass walks towards her walking towards the bus and then it runs me over and we are just cackling it's like it is like a minute of unbroken laughter and already because of that i love this game like the the fact that it can elicit that what i haven't told her though right i did put the game on easy that that, that was just a given like there's no way i'm gonna put her on normal on this there's no reason but what i haven't told her is that friendly fire is usually off in the game but I turned it on, and so it only makes the game funnier. So we'll just be punching people. I'll try to go and help, and then I accidentally start beating her ass instead. It is so fucking hilarious, and if you ever play this game with someone else, on easy, friendly fire on, because it just ends up being such a fucking mess i guess i should probably describe what scott pilgrim is uh scott pilgrim is a side scroller beat em up about scott pilgrim that's it i don't really need to fuck it am i going far back i didn't even describe portal 2 whatever i'm not describing portal 2 okay uh scott pilgrim fucking fun game oh my god this is such a great time uh, we're savoring it though i want to go back sooner but I'm just thinking that if this game is seven evil X's, the first level we already beat one X. Most of the time, most side scrollers, most side scroller beat em ups are beaten pretty quickly if you you know are good enough. So I'm pretty sure this isn't going to be that long of a game. So we're just kind of savoring it. But man, Scott Pilgrim, recommendation out of ten. Like that, that I that's that's I can just. I'm pretty confident in recommending it, and I think because of this game, I will be looking at TMNT Shredder's Revenge later on at some point. So, Dorian, any interest in Scott Pilgrim, or do you want to talk about the Turtles? Uh, no, actually, I, I own that game, and I really want to play it at some point, but I haven't yet, so. Oh, I uh, will happily unfor- co-op. Yeah, unfortunately, not a lot to say on it yet, but uh, I do want to play that one game. I love Scott Pilgrim, obviously. I just rewatched that a couple episodes ago, I think. It wasn't that long ago. Um, and yeah, that became my favorite uh, Edgar Wright movie after rewatch, so. Uh, just really great movie. I've heard the game's really good too. A lot of fun. So definitely excited to try that out eventually. All right. Um, by the way, just because I did bring it up, Turtle of Choice. Oh, the Ninja Turtle? Yeah. Oh, we're, we're going there? I mean, no, that's the thing. I literally just brought it up as like something. So mm, yeah, screw it. I, no discussion. Which turtle is your choice? Oh, my God. Did you see the conversation on this the other day? In I don't your remember. Discord or no? What? I don't remember. Okay, anyways, it's Raphael. Raphael's the best, clearly. I hate that you said best. Um, uh, I like Leo, and that's just because I really like swords. We're going to go ahead and move on. Um, my turn or your You're turn? fucking Leo basic bitch. Of course you are. Okay. Sword! Swords! Uh, we're, no, we're not. We. This is why I said we're not discussing this. Okay. <laughs> The episode's canceled. This is a Ninja oh, Turtle podcast. Perfect. All now. right, let's start bitching about the Rolling Stones list. <laughs> no, I get, I'm going to talk about Hustle. All right, okay, talk about Hustle. 
let's move on. Let's talk about hustle. Look, Adam Sandler, man. Here's the thing about Adam Sandler, man. I, I respect this guy so much because here's Adam Sandler. And he's just making these really fucking shitty Netflix movies. But he doesn't care, man. He's, he's, he's made some good comedies. He's, he's made some good dramas. He's gotten the bag. Netflix has given him all this money. And, you know, he's putting up the proper amount of effort that Netflix deserves, honestly. Hiring his friends and just making horrible movies. But then something happens. He makes uncut gems. He's like, hey, you know what? That was kind of fun. I actually like making a good movie. again. Let's try that one more time. And uh, he made this for Netflix. Look, this is a very simple sports drama. It's not going to light when the world's on fire. It's not going to get nominated for any Oscars or anything crazy like that. But it's really effectively made and well done. It's perfect for the type of thing it's trying to be. Uh, Adam Sandler is just playing like a down on his luck scout who's basically at the end of his career and needs to find one more big ticket prospect in order to bump up his thing. He absolutely carries this movie. Like he's just really great here. He's funny when he needs to be perfect amount of like levity and drama and seriousness when he needs to bring that to the role. Uh, I guess the, the, the basketball player in here is like a real basketball player and he's pretty good. Like this is the second time that's happened with um, Kevin Garnett and uh, uncut gems too, who was also pretty good surprisingly. Mm-hmm. So they don't ask him to do anything crazy here. Uh, but yeah, I think it's good. Uh, <laughs> I love Robert Duvall's in this movie for like 10 what? seconds. Yeah, what? 10, literally 10 seconds. So I assume like Adam Sandler just called him. He's like, hey, Robert, can you come do something for me for like for like 10 seconds? Robert's like, yeah, OK, I'll do it for you, Adam. I love you. <laughs> Robert uh, Duvall yeah. was just like, hey, man, I need a couple of thousand dollars. Can you lend it to me? And it's like, I don't know, man. Can you show up on set? <laughs> it could be that, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know exactly what everything on this movie is on the 10. You'll start watching it and you'll be able to predict what the ending is like fucking five minutes in. But it's still well made and Adam Sandler's great. So good stuff. Uh, I am more likely to get the uh, uncut gems criterion 4K uh, than watching this at a 10. Yes, that's that's a good score. And very true. I would rather watch uncut gems than this, too. Uh, it's still that, 7 out of 10. That statement though. is kind of evergreen. Like, you know. yeah, evergreen. No doubt. Uh, 7 out of 10. Good stuff. Alright, uh, my turn, I guess, then. Uh, yes. Infamous! Um, I think because I, well, you know, well, not, I think, I did. I beat Black Ops 2, and so my PS3 game was completely open, and so I beat Black Ops 2, and I'm just sitting there, like, what's next? I know there's a lot of things I need to play. Do I want to go back to Little Big Planet 2? No, not yet. Um, Dragon Guard 3... No, I'm going to end up streaming that and like I'll stream it till platinum. So like that's going to be a fucking long run. Like that's going to be grueling. I don't want to start that yet. Infamous. Yeah, you know what? I'll start Infamous. Um, This game, it started off way more positive, but it's getting a little bit more annoying to me. Uh, this game, like, from a technical standpoint, like, this is kind of a mess, man. It, it's kind of weird how you don't really become that frame rate aware. This frame rate aware. God, that felt, like, really difficult uh, to say. But anyways, God, this game tanks its frame rate so hard. You will go into this underground, and the lighting looks really fucking cool. You're just glowing because you're electric and you can kind of see, oh, I guess, fuck, I should probably start off by explaining what the game is. Uh, Infamous is a game. It's a superhero game. It's um, 
morality based but not really because there's no reason for you to take good moves and then bad moves you either pick your good move and then you stick to that and you ignore all the bad moves or you do only bad moves and you ignore all the good moves it really just that's it if you mix and match you're not going to get a satisfying ending anyways that's what it is third person shooter oh that's another thing um I didn't like this game initially when I tried it in 2011 when uh, gracious Sony, Sony, Sony gifted it to me after pulling the PSN down for an entire month. Well, I mean, they didn't do it, but, you know, um, I tried playing it then and I was like, oh, this is just another third person shooter. I'm fine. Like, it's not a gun. unless It's electricity. Uh, but uh, now that we don't really have third person shooters just flooding everything, I was like, oh. It's a third-person shooter. Yeah, sure, let's do this. So I am enjoying the electric powers, but going from Ghost of Tsushima backwards to this game, it kind of reminds me that I do I don't like the snappiness of the like how you grab onto things in this game or like how you magnetize onto ledges or like anything that's climbable. Ghost of Tsushima had that magnetism but it had that right balance and feel to it where you're definitely still in control and you can kind of understand how the game is going to pull you but in this game i will try to do stuff and the problem is is that it almost has like that assassin's creed problem where you'll be trying to jump above like uh, like i'm trying to climb up this building i'm trying to jump up and instead what you'll do is that you'll jump off the building onto the ground it's like oh fuck i didn't want to do that so it there's a lot of small little things in this game even though like i said it's just a third person shooter which it is by the way like it, it just is you're shooting electric bolts instead of bullets i don't feel like the aiming is that fine either like it, it's it's a it's all these little things in this game that kind of keep amounting to being annoyances. I'm just like, ah, it's so weird because now that I'm talking about all these negatives, what are the positives? I don't know. Like, I just I think maybe I just find it charming to play something old because I like the the combat is kind of fun, but also I'm not really trying to get into combat that much it's kind of repetitive because like so far it seems that the game is oh go into this location turn on the electricity get a new power i, I what is there there's like 34 missions in this game i think i'm 20 missions deep so like i'm getting there i'm probably a little bit close to halfway done with the game depending on how long the missions are in the second half but it so far feels like it feels like whenever someone's like, yeah, I need an open world game to play for, to, so I can listen to podcasts. Like, this feels like it's sadly in that realm. And I think I am playing this more for anything else just to be more acquainted with Sucker Punch as a studio than anything else. Because I think Ghost of Tsushima is actually probably my first game of theirs that I've given a shot. So... Yeah, I feel like I, even though I sound really negative about it, I don't dread going back to it. I'll still keep playing it. I'll, I'll, I'll beat it and get to Infamous 2. But sitting here and now talking about it, I realize I'm way more negative about it than I actually 
thought I was. So, Dorian, I'm pretty sure you have thoughts about Injustice. No, I know you have thoughts about Injustice, but Infamous, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I think it's one of the most overrated Sony games franchises in general. I'm not a fan. Yeah. Yeah, I think think at, at a base level, they're perfectly fine. But maybe for that time, especially, like, it's tough for me to go back on that time. But I did try play it a few years ago. Uh, and it does not hold up well for me at all. Mm, hold on. At uh, all. In that same breath, in that same breath, I am willing to throw my hat into that ring and then probably give you something that you'll really like and then something that you'll really hate, which is that Infamous, Little Big Planet, and Uncharted 1 are all overrated because the PS3 was so dire in need of games at yes. that point that it's like, holy shit, look, a video game! True. Very true. Yeah. No, I, my favorite, I think my favorite thing about Infamous to be honest with you, is the fact that I actually got it like two weeks early because somebody broke uh, broke street date and sold it to me. <laughs> I still remember that from when I was younger. I was like super excited to play it. And it was fine at the time. I don't know, man. It's just something about that. It's kind of ugly to me, the game, just in general, like the art style. Oh. And then I, I feel like I, I just don't like any of the characters. I, th- I find Zeke obnoxious. And the gameplay itself is fun. It's good. There's nothing wrong with it, but that's just not enough to carry me through that game honestly speaking of ugly um i've actually been finding that about this game charming like you can tell this is not mocap like you can tell that they are going in and hand modeling all of it like you can tell that like these characters are moving so exaggerated and like they're over there like he's gonna turn his head this way like you can tell that this is hand animated and it looks herky-jerky but i think i miss that so much because you can tell what someone's doing instead of mocap which while yes someone is still doing it it feels like most of it is just translating real movements into a video game and it's so weird seeing that this game kind of goes for like a realistic art like not realistic i i guess real people i guess right and then it's still having the same animation as if it were like sly cooper where it's like a really cartoony character and they're like moving their arm moving their head but like not their entire body's moving i actually kind of found that charming but i don't think that's a compliment i think it's just because i've we've been so inundated with motion capture that to see it done differently now it's just like, oh my god, this is this is fun to see. Um, Zeke, on the other hand, Zeke is just so fucking over the top that I can't take him seriously. So I understand what you're saying. I completely get it. I'm not even going to argue with that. It's more of just like, this man is such a cartoon character and then lending to the fact that the animations are already cartoon characters. It's like, yeah, sure, why not? Also, in the same vein of that, uh, Cole is a schizophrenic. Like, let's be honest, okay? This man, whenever he is sitting at a decision, it is comedic how this man is just like, oh, man, I can just let this normal person live or I can murder them. Like, it is actually kind of hilarious how hard he swings back and forth between what the good decision is and what the evil decision is. And the answer is probably somewhere in the middle. But, like, I love how this game just shifts so hard between, like, hmm, should I pay my taxes or should I burn the orphanage? And it's like, ah, well, yeah, I mean, it's one of those, I guess, is pretty valid in this situation. Uh, but yeah, like, it's, I don't know, man. It's 
it's weird where it feels like, yes, I just complained, but also now the complaints, it's like, yeah, I kind of find them charming, though. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I, 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 Not for me. Uh, that's why I was so surprised I like Ghost of Tsushima so much, because it was just such a huge upgrade over everything they've done for me, because I never really was a fan of Sucker Punch. So hopefully they stick to that sort of stuff. Mm. Uh, so yeah, um, I want to get through this. I will get through Infamous 2. I will probably still stick with it, and I will see if I want to play uh, Sly Cooper either on Vita or PS3. I don't know. But yeah, I, I want to see more about this. So yeah, Infamous is going to be a homework out of 10. I'm, I'm just trying to get my homework out of the way here. Probably like a five and a half or a six out of 10 for me. God damn, that's I feel like that's going to piss someone off. I don't know. Who, <laughs> I'm that's sure gonna it will. Someone off. Speaking of pissing you off, let's talk about AI, the Somnium Files, the Nirvana Initiative. Great segue. We've trials at the start. We're way in, my friend. We're way in. Oh, now. my fucking God. I'm in the fucking just. I'm going to figure out a way to just ban all those gifts. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm sure you will, honestly. You've, you've, you've already banned the poor uh, PlayStation King. So, fucking yeah. deservedly so, okay? <laughs> if you're going to use the PlayStation King emote, then just use the Pony King, okay? <laughs> Alright, so AI the Somnium Files Nirvana Initiative. This is a sequel to the original game called AI the Somnium Files. It is a uh, visual novel type-esque game with puzzles and stuff like that. Kind of similar in sense, some senses to Danganronpa. Definitely plays a little bit differently, though. Like, you don't really have, like, trials or anything like that. It's more like you have, you have these things called... Um, Oh, fuck now i'm not gonna remember the name of it ah, fuck they're like little like you have you have to go inside people's dreams and basically like fuck around in them and do these puzzles inside of them and like perform certain actions that like progress basically the plot line while you're trying to figure out this mystery that you're trying to solve if that makes any sense uh anyways it's made by a man named akira okada who's made a lot of pretty famous kind of style games. He's got another series called the Nonary Games, which it consists of 99 and Virtue's Last, Re yeah, Virtue's Last Reward. Uh, I'm probably going to be getting to those very soon. I want to play them on my Steam Deck when I get it. Uh, this game's great so far. I'm really, really liking it. It's, it's exactly the pump in the arm I needed to get myself to get myself back into some video games. That's uh, the worst. <laughs> I know, right? Um, yeah, there's just something like these games are funny. Like, I don't know, the, just the humor in it appeals to me. I find the writing really sharp uh, and really hilarious at times. Uh, the puzzles are really cool. I love how they do these little Somnium sections where you're inside the dreams and you're fucking around with things. Uh, super fun there. And yeah, I just don't have a lot of complaints about this, man. This is stellar like the first immersed. one. Yeah, I'm super immersed in it the puzzles are great like the first one uh, i will say in this one you're basically playing as a new lead character you're actually kind of playing as two of them one of them was in the first game the second guy is completely new to the game i don't like him as much as the guy in the first game who i really grew to like he was great the guy from the first game is in the second game just not as much so i don't know if there's like story reasons for that i'm still pretty early in. i'm like six seven hours in. i think this is like a 25 hour game so Still a lot more to uncover and secrets to unfold, but uh, so far I'm very much enjoying it. Um, so while you were just speaking, I decided to boot up my Vita and keep playing a little bit of the third birthday. I, I should have probably put the third birthday on the list, but fuck it, we'll just throw it in here. Um, I'm chasing a dude named Kyle Madigan. I don't know, he just got shot and now he turned into a tentacle in the sky. Um, 
Oh, wait, that's not a tentacle in the sky. That's a that's a big ass dragon made out of bone. And this is probably not getting picked up, but I might just turn it up. I don't really know what's going on. I just know that I must kill. Uh, anyways, let me put this down. Um, I guess I need to talk about the show. Um, yeah, am sell my fouls. Never. Fucking never. No, absolutely not. Hell no. No, 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 no. Uh, third birthday. I'm just going to keep going. Congrats. Now I've hijacked the topic and made it something different as well. Uh, am sell files. No, out of 10. And third birthday. Um, uh, third person shooter on a PSP. Shockingly good when you throw it on a Vita with the second stick out of 10. Uh, my score so far for uh, Somnium Files is uh, Somnium Chads. Stay winning out of 10. Shout out to you, Paul. Is that the name of the channel that you created on your Discord? Uh, no, the name of my no. channel is... One second. Uh, Japanese games that are definitely not weeb. Okay, yeah. AI Somnium Files in, in there. Okay. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Your, your turn. Okay. Yeah. Sure. All right. Yeah. All right. Rain on your parade. Um. Forgot I <laughs> got another good transition. <laughs> um. Rain on your parade is just a fun time. You ever just want to pay twenty bucks to be an asshole? Well, usually you can do it for free, but then you alienate friends and family. If you pay twenty dollars here, you get to be an asshole and just be of this little terrible cloud he gets to smile and he just rains on people and then he shoots lightning and i literally stopped when i found out that he can create tornadoes like ah yes um this is just a little charming game uh did you like goose game uh unentitled goose game did you just like fucking things around you should play ren on on your parade uh did you not like untitled goose game like i didn't um then you should still play Rain on Your Parade, because I liked it. Um, do you just like video games? You should play Rain on Your Parade. Um, I am halfway through, I'm pretty sure, because it's not that long of a game. I will get back to it at some point, and then maybe this coming week. Who knows? Um, but Rain on Your Parade is just a cozy time. It's just a fun game, and I don't really have anything negative to say about it. It's a game that... I mean, I'm glad that I know it's a short game because I could imagine myself losing patience with it, but you just get to be a little cloud in a whole bunch of different scenarios and you get to be an asshole. It's incredible. I don't know if there's anything else I need to tell you to sell you on it. So, Dorian, I know this is one you've played. Talk to me about it. Yeah, it was fun. I, I mean, I don't really have much more to add. Um, you can dig up the archives and find the episode where I talked about it if you really want to hear it, but uh, yeah, it was a fun game. Uh, I really haven't thought about it since, but uh, I, I, will I go back and play the DLC? Hell no. But uh, mm-hmm. for like a quick, uh, you know, few hour Game Pass game, there are worse ways to spend your time. It was fun. Like some of the homages, especially to Metal Gear Solid. That was pretty cool. Silent Hill. I, I, I wasn't even going to mention that. But, Sorry. Well, okay. spoiler. I mean, it's, it's a homage. People can't get mad about that. If they, if they whatever, if they do cut it. Down, I okay. didn't. I, okay. Well, yes, I knew going into it, but like it was one of those things that I kind of wish I didn't. So I'll, 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 if you're angry about me spoiling rain on your parade, fucking write me a fucking check or a check. Write me a fucking nasty actually. Letters. No, yeah, no, actually. Yeah. Write you a check. Like, yeah, I, I'll start uh, spoiling shit if you write me a check too. <laughs> and uh, send it to Ed. We'll, we'll be fine. Uh, yeah, oh, fun please. If you have any complaints about the show that aren't audio related, I don't care. Yeah. Um, 
oh, you didn't like this show. I get it, okay? Whatever, fine. But, like, if this show is too quiet, oh, please tell me. Please tell me. Like, I, I only care about the audio problems. If it's the opinions, trust me, this is no fixing me, okay? The last episode, I watched all the Resident Evil movies. There's something broken in me already. I don't care. I, I don't care to find out. Um, Ran your parade. Fun time. <laughs> yep. Yeah, six, I, like six out of ten. Good stuff. I hate that I say this shit, but like I keep kicking the idea of like, how can I get people involved in the show? But then I also think, why am I going to involve two more people writing stuff in? And then just I'd probably add another 10 minutes to the show. It's like we don't need 10 more minutes in this fucking show. Correct. Um, OK, so we're on your parade. I got that out of the way. Um, oh, uh, asshole cloud. Big fun time out of 10. Perfect. Uh, all right, I'm going to bang on another three here because I got one more three block, and then you can do whatever you want after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going to do more South Korean Kino, and that's the good, the bad, and the weird. I saw the devil and the host. Mm-hmm. You are probably alone for all of these. Perfect. So let me let me drive let me drive the, uh, the proverbial bus for a minute here. So mm-hmm. the good, the bad, the weird. Thank you, bus uh, driver. Yeah, directed by Kim Ji Woon. Um, so that's actually he. He'll I'll talk about. I saw the devil last here for reasons. Um, this was fun though. I like this. Uh, I mean, I don't think it was anything groundbreaking or anything like that. Uh, but it was a good time. I really liked a lot of the music in here. The score was really great. This is just a fun little playful uh, Korean take on westerns, honestly. And I dug it. You know, again, there wasn't anything like super crazy here. Uh, the only reason I watched this is because it was Mr. Uh, Ryochi's pick for the Kino Club uh, for the Passapixel Discord. Uh, anti shout out to the Passapixel Discord, as always. Um, mm. And anti shout out to Ryochi, too, for that point. Oh, um, yeah. No, but... I can get down with that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he uh i enjoyed this so yeah it was definitely a fun time and honestly for more the the biggest reason i enjoyed it is because it, it leads me to i saw the devil which i'll talk about in a minute but uh, yeah it's good uh then i watched the movie it's fine it's okay yeah. whatever yeah. um yeah while you keep talking i'm gonna try and check what was the last thing that i muted him for or <laughs> um oh today you, you um yeah. Fuck, what did what did he say? Oh, Mamma Mia. Better than the Dark Knight. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh he, he did a very specific one for me because I I fucking got dragged to watch Mamma Mia when the Dark Knight was literally in theaters. I didn't get to watch it in theaters. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, Mamma Mia. Yeah, fucking great. Great. Definitely don't have any trauma from that, Dad. <laughs> Shut up, Dad. Mom. And mom. Ed's mom. Uh, okay. No. The host. Look, I will shout out them for many things, but not that one. Fair enough. Fair enough. Cool. Thanks for all also right. denying me to seeing the Dark Knight in theater. I'm sorry, the Dark Knight Rises in theaters. Oh no, some people got shot up. It could have been me. You didn't know that. You didn't know that. That was a convenient excuse. After bullshit. Let me wish it was you. Uh, okay, I do. Would have been better. <laughs> I would have at least got to see a little bit of the movie in theaters. <laughs> what I had to deal with a little bit of trauma. Oh no, I still got to see Bane. Oh, nope, can't do it. Can't no, do no, it. no, we're not doing it. No, no, we're not. No, no we're not we save it. it. We save it. God, it's so tempting every it's single so time. so hard to stop myself from doing it. Yes, I know. Look, look, I will watch it at some point. Who the fuck knows? But, like, I, I'm itching. I'm itching. I found out that my best friend hasn't watched. Oh, wait, no, hold on. <laughs> you probably didn't see this bitching. Uh, but uh, I showed oh, the, my the best Batman friend. one. Yeah, you know yeah. Oh, you did. Okay, whatever. Then yeah. I'll bring it up later for City of God. Um, yeah. Things continue. I, we have derailed. <laughs> 
Anyways, the host. Okay. Oh, uh, did you did you score for? It was just fine out of ten. Was that your score? It, it was fine. It's fine out okay, of ten. Cool. Okay. Uh, the host. So this is by Bong Joon Ho. Watched this a ton of his movies lately. Uh, so this was one I could, that kind of carried over for this episode. Uh, what I really appreciate about this movie is it's a monster movie, and it's totally different from anything Bong Joon Ho has done. So I really like seeing directors just try different things and go out of their wheelhouse and just do different shit. Uh, this is a famous one. I actually had a like a roommate that tried to get me to watch this ages ago. So I've heard a lot about this. I think it's one of, like, I think a lot of people have seen this movie considering it's an international movie, which is a little bit rare sometimes. But yeah, this is good. Really good stuff. I love this movie. Song Kang Ho. I mean, if you're talking about my favorite foreign actor, I think it's him at this point, man. He's so good. Like, I just everything I see him in, he just nails every role. He's great here. Uh, this just is such a playful, fun take on like a Godzilla type movie. But it just kind of bends the formula in so many different ways. Like you see the monster almost right away. They don't hide it from you. And obviously there's a lot deeper meaning to the movie, like, you know, pollution and stuff like that. And, you know, it's pretty obvious. They don't try to hide it. But, uh, you know, as with always, there's a message to his movies. Uh, and But this one I find just has a lot more fun. This is probably the most fun, quote unquote, uh, Bung Joon-ho movie I've seen. So, uh Definitely enjoyable. Would highly recommend it. I'm not going to lie. You saying he's your favorite foreign actor. It just made me think, am I racist? Because anytime that I watch a foreign film, I just go, is that guy? Is that girl? Is that dude? Hey. And then you're like, oh, man, uh, Sung Jung Ho. Like, oh, man, I'm. Fuck, man! I I really need to I I need to leave before I get canceled or say there's I'm worried now. So yeah, that, that's all I got. Uh, I'm not even gonna go score that. That's it. Just this little non sequitur. Carry on. Yeah, score is Ed's racist out of ten. Um, my score was a eight out of ten. Um, <laughs> look, look, hold on, man. Look, this is this is funny. So, um, uh, what was it? I've made fun of my dad for like years for being dark. Right? He would be. <laughs> I've made fun of him for like the longest amount of time, pretty much my entire life, because he was darker than me, my brother and my mom. Right. And because of like the last two years where for my lunch breaks, I would go on a run or a walk, regardless of the season, the sun will burn me. Right. Um, I want to say it was like a week or two ago that uh my mom was just like oh my god like she just like for some reason acknowledged like man you're so dark and i'm like yeah i know but i'm not as dark as my dad and my dad's like no what are you talking about you're darker than me keep in mind this man works in landscaping so you know he should look darker than me and i'm like no there's no way he's darker he's dark he's not darker than me and i put my arm up to him like oh no I'm the darkest one now. All of these years of making fun of him are now going to come back to me. I am so screwed. And the funny thing is, is that because I'm always wearing my watch whenever I go work out, you can still see my original color compared right next to my super tan. So it's like, uh, you know, maybe I am becoming racist just because the color is overtaking me and I'm just being conflicted. So, um, yeah, you know what? Your scores may be accurate. No colors. Okay. Uh, I saw the devil is the final uh, one here of the three. This movie, I really want to watch this again soon because I, I hate, I hate when I watch a movie 
And like, I immediately rank it super high because I'm like, hmm, am I going to really feel that way in like a month? Usually I find I'm pretty good with that. Like, I, it's very rare that I overrate things and I have to fall back on it because when I feel it, uh, there's a certain level of quality to a movie, like I'm pretty consistent with that usually. Um, but this movie has pretty much instantly become my favorite foreign film of all time, not including animated ones. Uh, I think this movie is a fucking borderline masterpiece in so many different ways. And I fucking love this movie. What I think I like so much about this movie in particular, first of all, um, let me make sure I get his name right. Um, well, never mind. I'm not going to say it right. But uh, Choi Min Sik is the lead is one of the lead actors here. Um, and he was also the lead actor in Old Boy, which is another very famous, obviously, foreign film from Park Chan-wook. Uh, he basically just plays a serial killer in this and not only a serial killer, but maybe one of the, the scummiest fucking characters I've seen in a movie ever. Like it, he is oh, downright deplorable in this movie in every single fashion. There is no redeeming qualities whatsoever to this man. And yet you can't help but love the character. Like it's just so incredibly well-written and so incredibly well-acted. Uh, it's just fantastic. But he's just putting on a show in this fucking movie across the Lee Bung Hun, who's also just really solid here is just kind of the detective trying to get him. And what I appreciate about this is this is a revenge story first and foremost, which I'm not going to get into spoilers here. Um, even though some of it's right on the fucking like summary for this movie. And I don't know why they do that, but it is, and it's pretty early on. I'm still not going to get into that, but this is a revenge story. And what I really appreciate about this is I like revenge stories as much as anyone take it. The take the takeology as I like to call Doubt it. it. They're, they're, they're not, they're not great movies. They're, they're not, but they're fun. And I like them. Doubt it. And sorry, what's that? Doubt it. <laughs> but you know why? What, yeah, I know why. <laughs> what I, what I always, what I, what I dislike about most revenge movies in general though, is they never, they, they don't have balls. Like even if they're R rated, which some of them are, most of them aren't. But even if they are R-rated, you know, we're going to get a vicious, maybe the worst thing we're going to get is a scene where the guy gets beaten to a fucking bloody pulp, right? We're going to get something like that. I just find these movies are never willing to go far enough in a revenge story that I'd be like, yeah, this feels like it's fucking revenge. This feels like this guy was actually wrong, and now he's going to fucking take it out on this guy. I never have felt that before until this movie. And this movie pretty early on tells you, oh, yeah, no, no, don't worry about that, baby. I'm not going to pull a single fucking punch here. You're going to get everything you want. And it's not about the violence. It's not about any of that. It's just some of the creativity here and just the long term plot in this and how it pays off is just so well done. So this is easily one of the most recommendable, recommendable movies I can make. Uh, even for you, Ed, if you don't end up like loving this film and if you just like if you end up watching this and it's just like kind of like, oh, yeah, I like that, then I, I truly, truly think you can just give up on South Korean films because I think there's <laughs> just some there's just a block there that's never going to break through because I feel like this one, if anyone would have the best chance of breaking through for you. But yeah, I just I can't say enough good things about this film an absolute masterpiece, in my opinion. OK, so now my question is. Is old boy South Korean or am I accidentally a racist again? 
No, you're correct. Old boy is South Korean. Okay, cool. All right. So in other words, I saw the devil and um, old boy are my two shots then. Yes, I agree with that for sure. Old boy. And, and there are actually, there's a lot of similarities to those um, in terms of um, how they're like, just kind of the themes of them, I feel, and how they're, uh, how they're made. Um, old boy is a nine out of 10 for me too. So like, I can't say enough good things about that. It's a top probably 50 or just outside the top 50 uh, movie of all time for me. So that's an incredible film too, but something about the performance by uh, Choi Min Sink here and I saw the devil, like I've just never seen a character that's just made to be so despicable, but yeah, it's like, Oh my God, I love watching this guy. Like every action this guy makes is great. And it was just incredible. So really great film. I bought the Blu-ray for it. I had to get this. I'm definitely going to watch it again at some point soon. Uh, hopefully there's a 4k one day. Cause I would love this in 4k. If you watch this on movie and the streaming of movies really nice. I like the quality. Uh, it's not 4k. It's 1080p unfortunately only, but, uh, it's really, you know, high quality for that sort of thing. So yeah, great, great movie. Now, old boy is not streaming anywhere. It's not even rentable anywhere. It is literally just purchasable on Amazon. Um, so nope. Uh, but I saw the devil is free on Plex. Um, so interesting. Okay. It has been added to the watch list. Who the fuck knows? Who I I'm I'm not even gonna pretend, okay? Like I it's already hard enough to get me to watch an American movie, and now you're telling me that I have to go and support them goddamn commies? I, I can't do it. I can't do it. Um it's it's added on the watch list. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, fair. So ten out of ten. Uh, like I said, probably again, I will confirm it after a rewatch at some point, but I do feel that this is probably my new, not, and, and not including animated movies. Uh, this is my favorite foreign film of all time. Mm-hmm. High praise. Did you, oh yeah. So you already said 10 out of 10. So you already gave your score. My score yep. is going to go ahead and be watch list out of 10. Uh, speaking of great fucking movies, let's talk about the thing. Holy shit. Ooh, boy. Oh my God. This fucking movie, oh boy, I had no idea that this banger was waiting for me, just sitting on the shelf, like, okay, not the shelf, the cabinet. Oh my god, this is such a fucking good movie, oh my god, this is just the perfect tone, it is perfectly paced, the sh- the way this movie is shot is perfect, I, I want to be Kurt Russell, I, or maybe I want Kurt Russell. I don't know. I'm just confused. But every time I see that man with his hair and his beard and his hat, I'm just like, I want to be this man. I want to either be with this man or I want to be this man. And I don't know. Okay. I'm confused. Damn it. Um, I'm going to need to maybe delete that because if this is coming out in July when the gays are banned, I, this may be evidence against me. So like that, maybe I cut it out. Maybe I don't. But either way. Oh my god, and the fucking practical work for the thing itself, it's so good. Oh my god, I just can't get over how good this movie is, and all I can really do is just leave Roses at its feet, because I would have to watch this movie, take it piece by piece, and just explain why every scene works just so well. Uh, But yeah... Oh, oh my god, this this movie's just good. It's just so good, it has made it on the shelf. Yeah, I know you're not doing uh, special episodes anymore, but this would be a prime candidate for one if you were, because this movie is really great. And I what, what I really appreciate about this movie more than anything is this was another, like, holy shit, I was a moron moment. Because I, ha- I watched this film when I was younger, and I didn't like it. I thought it was boring and dull. 
And in my defense, I kind of understand that from a kid's perspective, like when you're younger watching this, because it's not, you know, not a lot happens in it at times. So I think I can kind of put myself in that headspace to give myself a little bit of respect. But yeah, when you go I back don't. and watch it from like a different, uh, different perspective, it's and you're older and you're more mature and you kind of understand what they're going for. It's really fucking well made. The score is so good here. The tension, but the 4k, by the way, is gorgeous on this. Like that, like yes. the fire scenes in the night who on the OLED. Oh my God. They pop. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a really great fucking horror movie, man. Great. Shit. So, uh, speaking of the transfer, yeah holy shit oh my god this is actually one of the best transfers like you are not kidding when you said that um funny thing is i accidentally watched this movie on the 40th anniversary um that was complete coincidence i found out after i was like oh cool um and then i stopped to think fuck man this movie is 40 years old and it just holds up as well as it does man this movie is Fuck, I, I hate it. I hate it. This is what happens whenever we get like a really good movie. I would need way more time and just sit down and break down what makes the movie so good. Or instead, I can just keep handing roses at his feet to just kind of show. Yeah, I don't even want to say anything. I just want to keep complimenting it. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, too, with it. And I, I can't stress this enough. I know you said it again, and I already said it, but the 4K transfer on this is pretty fucking phenomenal. Like, they did an incredible job with it, especially for such an older movie, uh, which a lot of the times you see get some of the best 4K transfers because of that 35mm yeah. film, baby. So mm-hmm. it's really great. What I find funny about this, though, is I actually watched a couple reviews after this 4K transfer specifically because I was curious what people were saying about it after I watched it. And people liked it. They said it was really great. But funny, it's actually like there was a Blu-ray of this, like a special Shout Factory one. And apparently it's like one of the considered one of the best Blu-ray ones. So it's actually like if you already had. Yeah. If you already had that one, they're like, you know, it's it's still an upgrade, but it's a little harder to justify if you already have this version because this is like one of the best Blu-rays ever made. So it's like, oh, that's interesting. Like this has already had an incredible fucking transfer and they made it even better with the 4K. So. Shout out to them treating this movie with the respect it deserves. Um, yeah, that's this fucking movie, man. I <sighs> masterpiece out of ten. Fuck it, I don't even know what to say. We're just gonna end it here. Masterpiece out of ten. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I agree. It, it's very, very good. I don't have a rated quite that high. It'll probably go up after a third watch, even. But it's an eight out of ten for me right now. Fantastic movie. Made the shelf. Your turn. Yeah, shelf right. Well, I did three in a row, so you can do another. Like, how many do you? Have, how many do you? Have, how many do you have left now? Out of curiosity. Uh, two, three, four, five. Oh fuck. <laughs> oh, okay, let me. Yeah, let me do a few. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, you got, have more than me. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. So let me oh, let me. Ba- no. I could ba- I can bang out a few here real quick. Don't fuck, worry. We are right? two hours in. This is not good. Um, yeah, I'm going to go quick here. All right, let's do this. Waves. I've got almost nothing to say about Waves because a special episode's coming your way. Special episode, baby. Great fucking movie. Waves is going to be awesome. 10 out of 10, and we'll talk more about that soon. All right. We're getting Sean Mason back. 
Oh, God. Yeah, I wasn't going to spoil that, but you're right. Sean Mason's coming back, baby. Can't no, wait. we need to, okay? It's the only thing That's that true. keeps people ready for the next topic. That's true. Okay, Spiderhead. Uh, Netflix fucking trash. Yay. Chris Hemsworth. Oh, no. Uh, you know, Chris Hemsworth, I'll say this about Spiderhead. Chris Hemsworth, I really like him as an actor. I think he's great. I'd like to see him take on more roles, and he was charming in this. Everything else in this movie was fucking terrible. Miles Teller wasn't very good. Uh, the dire- the script direction wasn't good. The, the, this was made by the guy who this was directed by the guy who did Top Gun Mavericks. I don't know what the fuck happened here. This is obviously a paycheck movie. Uh, avoid, not good. I have nothing. Uh, Netflix trash out of ten. I don't fucking care. Cool, sounds good. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm doing you a little bit dirty here, but I'm going to talk about Thief quickly. I didn't love it. It's fine. Yeah. This very much this very much was Michael Mann making a blueprint for really great shit he was going to make in the future. I'm yeah. down for that. I appreciate that. Don't love it. Wouldn't watch it again. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, uh, that's about it. It's a good template for what he does after. That's it. But oh. it's it, it is a vibe though. Yeah, it's a vibe. Okay, so I have six left now. You said you had five. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I think I might speed this up because I kind of don't want this to be another three hour episode. Um. <laughs> okay, okay, fair. Let me let, let me do one more quickly here. Um, Go for it. I'll try not to spend a, too much time on it. Didn't want to talk about it a little though. Maps to the stars. Uh, this one's interesting. This is more David Kinoberg. Uh, my man David Cronenberg out of Canada. So this one's kind of funny. If you remember, I, I think it was last episode where I was bitching about Cosmopolis being just Robert Pattinson in a limo driving around, like talking the entire time and be like, what the fuck is this movie? Well, this movie actually starts with another girl in a limo and this time Robert Pattinson's driving it and they're just talking and I was really worried for five minutes. I'm like, oh my God, you fucking cunt. Are you doing this again? Thankfully, no, that's not what happened. This movie's really fucking weird. I would love for more people to see this because I'd love to see more opinions on this one. This entire movie is basically just rich people being cunts. And then the ending last 20 minutes is just fucking wild. Uh, I think it's pretty fun. I enjoyed it. I, I have no idea how most people would react to it. I don't think I know anyone else that's even fucking seen or maybe heard of this movie. But uh, there's some weird fucking shit that happens in this movie. The ending is completely wild. John Cusack's here too, which shout out to John Cusack. I like John Cusack. So, yeah. All right. What was this movie again? Maps to the Stars. Maps to the Stars. So, is it one that's just kind of. Oh, wait. Oh, it's David Cronenberg. Okay. Who the fuck? Oh, God. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> we, fine. We, 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 yeah. We've been on that. It's also not streaming anywhere in the States, I looked. so Sick! Just, That's fucking yeah. awesome. Don't you just oh. love it when movies tell you, hey, illegal? It's like, okay, cool, thanks. <laughs> I know my no legal kidding. status. You don't need to remind me. Yeah, um, no kidding. But yeah, it's 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 a really weird fucking movie. Uh, and to say, like I said, to say, like, to talk more about the stuff I would want to talk about, it's spoilers, so I can't. But uh, definitely check it out if you want something kind of different. It's kind of dull at points. It's very slow. And like, like I said, like a lot of this movie is literally just rich people being cunts. And that's interesting to me. So I don't know. I don't know why I liked it, but I did. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, I'm just Cronenberg. I who knows? Um, okay, so that out of the way, I whatever. My score is Cronenberg out of ten. Not even like in an angry way, just more like, oh my god, that's a nut. Who the hell knows? I'm gonna go ahead and start cracking. Uh, I'm gonna just bundle these two together because, like, I, I want to get out of here already. I don't want this to be a three hour one. The last For episode, sure. fucking great length, awesome, right? Yeah. Um, Ghostwire, Tokyo, and destroy all humans. Ghostwire, I'm losing my patience with this one a little bit. You know what? Fuck it. I'm throwing Tetris Effect in here too because I've 
Tetris Effect <laughs> is now a constant in my life, okay? So, like, we'll talk about how that's also ruining me. Ghostwire Tokyo is just, like, I'm really close <laughs> to, like, just being done with this game. Like, I am just ready. I'm losing patience with this game. There was literally a moment where, like, the game is like, hey, get to the top of this building. And you kind of have to lasso these demons that are flying over buildings to get up there. And I couldn't find this demon. I could fucking hear him, but I couldn't see him. And I was like, if I can't find this fucking thing, I am quitting this game. I am deleting it. I am uninstalling it. I don't want to do this. And thankfully, I found it. Or maybe not even thankfully. I don't know. I don't know how I fucking feel about this game now. I still enjoy it. The environment is awesome. The atmosphere is awesome. The music sounds right. The the combat is just flashy, but it's not. It's flashy and satisfying, but it's not really mechanically satisfying. Um, but the story, who the fuck cares? The open world nature of it is whatever. Besides, kind of like Japanese tour sighting. I, I I'm so ready to be done with this game. Like I don't. I'm so tired of this game, and I've only put in eight or nine hours. I don't fucking know how I got so quickly sick with this movie. Movie, this game. But I wouldn't get sick of them. Actually, no. If a movie was nine hours, I think I probably would get sick of it at some point. Uh, but yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo. I'm I'm like almost done with this game. Like I'm I'm so ready. I've got like maybe two or three more sessions in me before I just uninstall it. And I've been mainlining this shit. Like I'm done dealing with any other shit. If I see some spirits over there and I pick them up, sure, fine. Like maybe a collectible not too far out of the way, sure. But that's it. Like I don't want to go that deep. Anyways, that's that's Ghostwire Tokyo. It's I'm running real thin here out of ten. Um, I'm just gonna give it a quick that, score. I'm just giving it a quick score of uh, my box will prosper because of that out of ten. <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> the problem is, is that you already got a steel book now, and like uh, now I just have a steel book that I need to get rid of. <laughs> True. Um, yeah, you. It's still sealed. You might be able to return it, but all right. Uh, no, I no no. I did try that. I looked and I saw that yours already expired. So I was like, well, I just have another one. Um, okay, so uh, that's Ghostwire. Um, destroy all humans. Ghostwire. I stopped. I was like, I'm done for the night. I don't really want to focus on this. Do I want to pay Tetris Effect? Absolutely fucking not. Because Tetris Effect is ruining my life, but I love it and I want it to ruin my life harder. It's just like I need to have some sort of self control. So instead, what I did is that I played Destroy All Humans. Um, one Christopher Raygun Smith, um, also colloquially known as Chris Raygun on that their YouTube, great YouTube videos, very entertaining man. Uh, he's uh, one of that their hosts on that their sacred symbols, a podcast that is progressively getting worse. Um, but thankfully this man's tastes do help me get through and he has talked about destroy all humans a lot. I saw it for 10 bucks and I said, sure, why not? I could make stupid decisions and buy more games that I don't have any chances of playing anytime soon. But, you know, I was looking around. What do I want to start? Um, do I want to start Death Stranding again? Not really. Um, do I want to go back to Hitman? Uh, yes, but also not right now. Fuck it. Destroy all humans. Why not? Opened it, played it, installed it. I'm having fun. This is just simple. This is... It goes back to just these level-based things. You're just in this environment. You just get to fuck around. You got mental powers. You're breaking people's brains out of their their skulls. And 
it, it's just very fun. Uh, you can definitely tell that this is a game that has that 2000s writing in it. So it is way more reverent and it's just something that I miss a lot where it doesn't feel like it just feels like this game is a lot of that 90s 2000s energy where it's like we're just gonna offend anyone because who the fuck cares why not right um and yeah i'm enjoying it i haven't gone back to it because again i just i i don't know what my pendulum of taste right now is sometimes it's games sometimes it's movies right now i just keep bouncing back and forth so i don't really know where i am anymore um so destroy all humans fun i will get back to it um uh, psychic powers out of 10 um now tetris effect fuck man oh i'm getting way too deep into tetris effect i'm not even like there's like three or four levels that you do at a time and that's kind of like its own little section i've done at the most like three or four sections probably three no, it's, I think it's four. I've probably done like four sections, and now what I'm doing is I'm score chasing those four sections when I haven't even beaten the game. The first section, I got a double S rank, and then the next section, I got an S rank, the next one an A, and the next one a B. So now I just keep replaying over and over again, trying to get double S ranks on all of these. It's ruining my fucking life, but I choose nothing but Tetris Effect. I I love this game. This is now one of my favorite games of all time. I fucking love Tetris Effect, and I just want to play more. And even talking about it right now makes me want to play more. Um, by the way, you should play this game. I don't, I don't, I don't mean even you, Dorian. I mean everyone. Everyone should play this game. I want everyone to be addicted to the Tetris Effect as much as I am. I want all of you to understand why we are all connected. This game is so fucking good. I showed it to my best friend, and now I hope he gets addicted. This game is ah. Uh, Tetris mid. And, fucking hate you. Uh, play play Tetris Effect. You won't be saying that shit. It's no. now on PlayStation Plus Premium with your subscription. I'm certainly not signing up for that shit. Um, you yeah. fucking and, and I'm going back for a second. Destroy All Humans is a bid too, so I don't care about either. You are the fucking worst. You like story, and all writing is a story. What's wrong with you? There's no, the story's lame in that. So, dude, you just, dude, you don't like hearing the characters just say some out-of-pocket shit? Yeah, it's funny, yeah. It's funny, but I hate you. Whatever. Okay, you want Tetris Effect, one of the goats of all time out of ten. And I mean Tetris Effect specifically, by the way, because like I tried a little bit of Tetris on Vita, and I was like, yeah, this isn't hitting as much. All right, I'm giving those games a combined mid out of ten. I uh, fucking hate uh, you. Continue, <laughs> bitch. I, I, oh my god, don't you fucking ah. Oh. Anyone who insults Chess Effect will be shot on sight. Yeah, fair. All right, I'm going to bundle two uh, action classics together here as we wind down. Uh, we'll talk about Predator and Police Story. So Predator, obviously classic here. Arnie Schwarzenegger just fucking slaughtering some people in the jungle, man. Yeah. Don't know how I'd never seen this movie before, but yeah. it's fucking great. Uh, fucking some of the lines in this movie, man, like the, I don't have time to bleed. Oh, my oh, God. So what a fucking great, like, manly action line. Like, how could you not love that fucking line? Uh, we there's also so got much the, testosterone in that movie. Oh, the God, there's so much testosterone. I can't believe this is the movie where you get the, the, the white arm and the black arm, like, clapping together. Like, that's this movie, the handshake. I know this meme. <laughs> so, uh, great shit. Great shit. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love Arnie back here making these action classics, man. There were so many good ones. This is one of the better ones. I thought this movie was fucking fantastic. Yeah, great shit. 
right. Um, yeah, I, I spoke about it, what, probably last episode. I, I would just be repeating myself. That movie is just testosterone, and it speaks to the manly urge of wanting to go out into the jungle and just yell your ass off like like um, uh, George of the Jungle. So, like, yeah, that's it. A, a good movie. What else do you need? Out of 10. Yeah, 8 out of 10 for me. And then I watched Police Story. Uh, this was great, too. Yeah! Fuck, this is... Yeah, th- this was a lot of fun, man. Jackie Chan is fucking great here. Um, I, I don't know. I, I've definitely seen Jackie Chan movies, but I don't know if I've ever seen a serious one of his before like this. I mean, serious. This is still fun, but like an actual like pure Hong Kong action movie like this. Um, Kung Fu. And man, it was, yeah, really great stuff. I definitely, um, definitely want to see the sequel now. This is just a lot of fun. Uh, I, I think he does all his own stunts in this movie. I think that's a famous thing. Some crazy shit here. Uh, the action's fucking great. I mean, there's just no downtime in this movie, really. It's funny. A lot of heart to it. Uh, there's like apparently like five sequels. There's no way I'm watching all of them. Some of them look pretty bad, but definitely he's going to watch the second one because they're both in the Criterion bundle, so yes. I plan on buying that. Um, and the third one has actually got pretty decent reviews, too, so I'll probably yes. check that out at some point. Uh, but that's probably where I will end my police story journey. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Jackie Chan doing crazy shit, man. It was a lot of fun. Uh, that final stunt where he rides down all those light bulbs really yes. fucked him up. That's yeah. the one where it was oh, like, really, oh, really, eh? boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that. <laughs> Dude, I wasn't. I think it was at the end credits that they have like a little scenes, like behind the scenes, and you right. see all the all the other stuntmen. I love how you can see their shirts where it's like, oh, that's Jackie Chan's actual stuntmen team. Like, oh, my God. Like, this man handpicked his team for this. Holy shit. Yeah, he, he, you could tell he took this shit real seriously. And I mean, he directs it too. Mm-hmm. So he's just doing everything here. And uh, this is obviously a, quite a big labor of love for him. And uh, it shows and it pays off. This, like I said, this is just for this type of movie, it's basically perfect. Like, you can't ask for better than that. So great shit. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go ahead and give this movie two scores. Um, my first score is uh, Jackie Chan has double the amount of Criterion Collection movies that Paul Thomas Anderson has out of 10. And uh, Jackie Chan has two movies that he starred in more than Leonardo DiCaprio has in the Criterion Collection out of 10. <laughs> there you go. Oh, sorry, uh, third one. Third score, third score. Uh, Jackie Chan is tied for amount of Criterion Collection movies as Adam Sandler is out of 10. Yes. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, they're right. tied. Two movies. Oh, you're wrong about the PTA one, though, because uh, Punch oh, Drunk Love's in there. Yeah, no, oh, wait, what Yeah, what else is there? That's it? Yeah, there's, Jackie Chan only has two movies in the Criterion Collection, right? Or is it three? No, I said he has double. Yeah, double. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm dumb. Okay, yeah, never mind. Eight out of ten. Yeah, it's okay. Matt's hard. I understand. Yeah, Matt's hard. Matt's hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my turn? Yeah, you're good. Go. Okay, um, uh, Seven Samurai. Um... Seven Samurai is a very good fucking movie. Um, you'd look at this and it's like, this is from the 50s. How the fuck did Akira Kurosawa, how was he able to do this? How is it that this movie, outside of like the actual technical aspects, if you remove that, all of this is something that you could bring forward and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Uh, like at least in like structure and the way that the narrative is handled, all the actors and just how charming they are. And uh, maybe not charming is the right word, but like, I guess endearing all of the characters in this movie are not just cardboard cutouts. All of them are people that, you know, who they are just from the small amount of scenes that you have with them. And not only that, like it is a movie that while you can tell that, listen, they're like, 
it's seven samurai in a village fighting against 40 um thieves or something like that i i don't really remember if scoundrels i don't fucking know what term they use but whatever the enemy is even though you can kind of tell that there's specific ways of like cutting down the scale it's one of those things that like you can tell that logistically they're trying to cut down the scale but the movie itself and its presentation doesn't this movie is an epic like (laughs) i did take i took a nap before I tried watching this movie for like an entire month, but every single time something would happen, I'm like, ah, look, Seven Samurai is like three hours and 20 minutes. I need to make proper time. Oh, did something happen and it's going to make me change plans? Yeah, I'm not watching this today. I took a nap and then woke up and then watched the first half of Seven Samurai, had the intermission, went to go have dinner, and then came back and watched the second half. Like, I planned my day around this. I was ready. Anyways, Seven Samurai, very fucking good this is absolutely a must watch this it belongs in the criterion collection i still need to read the booklet because of course not only is the movie three hours and 20 minutes long the booklet is 50 pages so like i will actually be reading a novel on this one um and i need to tame my properly because like that's like 50 pages i don't know man like when am i gonna get to this anyways yeah seven samurai fucking good if you care about cinema you need to watch this out of 10 midorian seven samurai uh you know i've said all that sadly uh much to uh some person's um anger and uh disappointment uh seven samurai will not be making the shell i appreciate it and i like it but it doesn't hit that right level of i love this and i want to keep this i just acknowledge everything that's good about it. I like it. Not enough. So, Dorian, you might be able to, um, oh my God, what's the word? Benefit off of this. So, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, man. A, sh- a shelf without seven samurai is that even a shelf at all? Like Jesus Christ. Uh, Look, I'm making, <laughs> I'm making the Godfather one and two are there. Okay, so that's going to be literally the only thing that stops me. Like that's it. Like you can't say anything after that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I actually, I really wanted to try watch this along with you. Um, so unfortunately I, I just, like you said, it's a long movie. It's three hours and 20 minutes. You got to prepare for that sort of thing. I didn't have time. Uh, I will hopefully have watched this by the next episode. And yeah, if I like it, I'll definitely grab that, uh, criterion off view, but I'm going to watch it beforehand because it's streaming on the criterion channel and it's good quality on there. So I'll give it a watch and I will see what I think. Uh, I loved ran, so we'll see how we go from there. By the way, I prefer ran. A, a, a oh, lot more. Okay. Like, I, Good to know. Uh, a lot more. Okay. Interesting. I, I prefer it a lot more, but it's it feels really unfair because like the scope of Ran is ah uh, that no that sounds insulting and I don't want to say that. I would imagine that if you swap those two movies. And if you made Rand in the 50s and then you made Seven Samurai in the 80s, I would imagine that I would flip along with it, too. Okay. I'll I'll say that. It feels like it is limited. What is that? uh, What is that uh, Iron Man 2 quote of like, I am limited by the technology of my time. That's what it feels like. Yeah, no, that's fair. I get it. I, no, but I still feel like I'm insulting it. So, um, uh, if you hate that statement, I will. I will take hate mail for that one. That's that's the one. I that's the complaint. I will take anything else. I don't need you to hear me. Whatever. Now, this one though, go ahead. That's fine. Flame me on this one. That's fine. Uh, so yeah, Seven Samurai, Kino out of ten, Cinema at its finest out of ten. 
Awesome. Uh, I will watch it soon out of time. I got two more, so. I got three, so let's do this. Uh, let's talk about the Black Phone next. Uh, I saw this in theaters. I did a double feature between this and Elvis, which I'll talk about Elvis after. Uh, this is directed by Scott Derrick, uh, Derrickson, the same director as Sinister. Uh, I'm, I was left down by this. It's fine, uh, but it's definitely not as good as I was hoping for. Maybe I'm a bit biased because Sinister is like actually probably like a top maybe 10, 15 horror movie of all time for me. I really like that film. This was not even Damn, close to that. Qual- that much. Yeah, I really like Sinister a lot. Uh, this one's just not there for me, man. Like, it's just not on the same level. I think it's fine. Um, I think it's just, it's not scary. Like, first of all, it's not a horror at all, which is fine. Like, it doesn't have to be scary, but I don't know. They kind of marketed it that way, and I kind of expected that. And it's Hold on, really hold just... on. You like, uh, that's wrong. Uh, you like A24 horror movies, and you know how they advertise those. So I don't, I don't think yeah, in good but... conscience that's a good complaint. Fair. Hereditary did scare the shit out of me, though, but. That's a whole other story. Um, <laughs> Ethan Hawke is very underutilized in this. Like, he's great. Don't get me wrong. Like, every time he's on the screen, you're drawn to him. But he's just so underutilized in this. Like, he's not in it nearly as much as you'd think, especially for a short movie. So that's a problem with it. Um, the kid actors are really good, though. Like, it, they basically, the kids are the star of this movie. And, and they're well, and they're good. They're well acted. They do a good job here. There's no issues there. Um, yeah, it's just, again, it's just really not what I was expecting out of anything for this. So it was just a bit of a letdown for me in that regard. Maybe some time away, I'll feel stronger about it. But as of right now, it's just like a six out of ten for me. Totally fine. I will never think of this movie out of ten. Cool. All right. Um, I guess I will go ahead and I Hobo with a Shotgun is technically the last movie I watched. Um, and you know, usually I go chronologically, but City of God is a better movie than Hobo with a Shotgun. So we're gonna go ahead and swap this here. Hobo with a Shotgun. Um, I wanted this to be crazier. Actually, I'm, I was kind of walking out a little bit, you know, like, oh, OK, yeah, I was fine, I guess. Um, I, I just really did want it to be crazier. Although whenever you have a scene of a guy going in, hey, kids, do you like ice cream? Yeah. Do you like school? Yeah. Do you like homeless people? Yeah. I hate homeless people. And then he just sets an entire bus full of children on oh fire with a flamethrower. So good. Perfection. There's nothing. It doesn't get better than that, baby. Like it doesn't. So it's this this movie. Whenever it hits, holy shit! Is it like, oh my god? Why couldn't the rest of you be that? But then there's a lot of downtime that I was just like, huh. I just needed this to be a little bit crazier, but this this isn't. This isn't. Like I. Honestly, watching this kind of made me want to go watch uh, the Machete movies instead. Like, I was like, I know that those movies are still probably ridiculous. I'm pretty sure Machete kills more than anything else is, like, consistently whack. So, like, I'm just, not whack. Wacky. There we go. It's got to be consistently wacky. So, it's like, I, this one, it was fine. I don't regret my time. But I just wish it was, like, hitting way more of those insane notes. Like, specifically, the children being on fire. Which... I, you see, that's the thing. I would want to mention other things for not spoiling, but also I accidentally spoiled the top one, so I'm going to catch 22 here. So I'm just going to go ahead and shut up. Um, so, Dorian, Hubble with a shotgun. Talk to me. Yeah, I really like this movie a lot. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I really like the origin of this movie, too, how it was basically... So Grindhouse was a thing with Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez, and they had all the fake trailers beforehand, which, yep. you know, they, they had some really famous ones with Eli Roth and uh, Edgar Wright. But in and Canada... was it Machete one of them? 
A machete was one of them too. That's correct. Yep. It, in Canada, though, they actually had a special competition where they're like, hey, we'll actually add yours to the Canadian release only, and you can have your fucking trailer in this movie for a fake movie. And Hobo with the Shotgun was the winner. And so this was originally a fake trailer only in the Canadian release of Grindhouse. And it, the, the trailer got such positive reaction and buzz that it, it got made into a movie like Pachetti did and some of these other ones. And yeah, I just really like that story, especially because it was a lot smaller scale than Machete, which was, you know, Robert Rodriguez's baby. Um, but yeah, this was so much fun. Uh, really great stuff here. Rest in peace, Rudger Hauer. He was awesome here. Just like fucking playing the hobo. It's tired of life and tired of running. And uh, the, yeah, just all time great scene is that uh, school bus of kids getting lit on fire. Just, just stellar fucking stuff there. Cinema, yeah, even I, I would have enjoyed more consistency out of ten. Fair enough. Uh, seven out of ten for me. Really good stuff. Yeah. Uh, all right, so I've got two left now. Uh, I'll talk about Elvis here. Uh, Elvis, yeah. this was Baz Luhrmann's crazy rock epic here. Uh, it's good too. It's fine. There, I, I didn't hate this. I didn't also love it. Um, I would never watch this again. It's too long. It's like two hours and 40 minutes long, man. It really didn't need to be that long. Uh, I will say this. Austin Butler is absolutely incredible in this movie. He is Elvis. He portrays Elvis perfectly. And I don't think he's going to get like any Oscar nominations. Maybe he will. I don't think he will. Uh, if he did, I wouldn't be mad. He was really that fucking good in this. He was just incredible. Tom Hanks, on the other hand, I don't know if it's the script or what, but he is just literally like, huh, I will now twirl my evil mustache and tell you this plan I did. <laughs> and I think a lot of it's just the writing, but it just does not work for me at all here. And I like Tom Hanks. He's a good actor, but yeah, just does not hit for me in this movie. Uh, there's problems with the pacing in this movie. The script's all over the place. It goes a fucking thousand miles a, a, a mile and then fucking rolls down to a halt halt for like a, a spot you wouldn't expect. So it, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, streaming service out of 10. I think that's the only way that I'll watch it. And, well, okay, hold on, hold on. Not only streaming service out of 10. Streaming service and I have to see that it is leaving this month out of 10. <laughs> yeah, perfect. It's no speed racer, that's for sure. By the way, that's actually what happened with Hobo with a Shotgun. I saw it on HBO Max. I saw that it was leaving today, and I was like, well, okay. Nice. Yeah, good choice. We'll take it. All right. So, yeah, uh, I guess I have the last one now. I got one more. Okay. Uh, oh, so, you want to go next? I go next? Doesn't matter. I can go next if you want. Okay. All right, no, I'll just get it. Well, what's yours? Uh, Melancholia. Melancholia. Oh, you go ahead. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough uh melancholy is really good actually i love this movie uh so it's directed by lars von trier uh who's you know he's made some fucking movies man uh he's made antichrist he's made the house the jacks build and the nymphomaniac movies dance from the dark so you know his filmography is kind of all over the place i really didn't like antichrist i think it was a bad movie not a fan of that one at all uh, so this was kind of like, okay, I'm going to watch this. And if I really don't like this, then I'm probably not going to pay attention to him anymore. Like, I, there's already no chance I'm going to watch an Infomaniac. I know those movies aren't for me, but something like um, uh, House of the Jack Built or which I hear is batshit crazy or uh, Dance in the Dark. I would like to give those a shot if I like this. Uh, By the this way, was... um, yeah, the Infomaniac, it's fine, whatever. It doesn't it doesn't warrant yeah. its long time. No, yeah, I mean, sorry, no it's long chance. run time. Yeah, there's no chance I'll watch those. Uh, this, though, was so surprising to me how thoughtful this movie was. 
and just how it kind of plays out. It's really interesting. So it's basically, you know, not, I don't want to get into huge spoilers here, but it's basically a, a tale of two stories, like kind of two halves. The first half, you're following this one girl who's about to get married. It's her wedding day, or she did get married. It's her wedding day. And I think it's just the after party and kind of everything that goes on there. Uh, and she suffers from depression. And it's basically just a real raw look at that. And you kind of start getting these little hints in the background that, you know, not everything is kind of how it seems with this movie. Um, but whatever, that kind of first half kind of progresses normally and everything like that. And then you start finding out information in the movie, basically, that, oh, shit, like, there's kind of more to this. And I don't, again, I don't really want to spoil anything, but it kind of turns into something a little bit different. And the second half of the movie, then, is just kind of preparing you for that and taking you down a different path. And it's really interesting in how it's presented and done. Uh, Kristen Dunst stars here. Uh, she's really solid, really good. Like her, when she she turned her career around and started doing some really good movies here, and this was one of them. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland actually has a pretty big role in this, much bigger than I was expecting, and he's great here. Uh, John Hurt's in it for a little bit. Alexander Skarsgård's in it for a bit, and I love him. He's great. Uh, and yeah, like I said, this was just way more thoughtful and meaningful than I was expecting. It really just kind of left me a little shell shocked with the ending too. Uh, there was a lot to love about this movie. And definitely puts more uh, Lars von Trier uh, stuff on my radar. So really great stuff and uh, really rock solid uh, 8 out of 10. I think Nymphomaniac might be literally the only movies of his that I've watched. So pretty much it just sort of seems like this man, a little bit of an edgelord. I know yeah. that's completely inaccurate based off of those two movies. No, but that's no, where I stand. Oh, no, really? Oh, okay. No, you're right, though. And, and that's what I'm saying. Not with this movie, because this movie is like actually nothing like that, which surprised me. But Antichrist is absolutely a fucking edgelord movie. Like, and then some. So, no, you're dead on. And I think the house that Jack built is kind of like that, too. So this guy's definitely got a fucking edge to him. And his filmography is a little bit all over the place. So we'll see when I get to some of this other stuff. But like I said, Melancholia was just a lot different than I was expecting. And, and maybe that's going to be the only one I really vibe with. But yeah, I really love that movie. It was good. Okay, never mind. Edgelord out of 10 then. We're, we're good. We're good. <laughs> uh, so I guess I have the last one here now. Uh, yeah, City, City of God. God. City of God. Uh, so completely unrelated because I mentioned it earlier. I don't know when the fuck. Look, this episode is way too long already. Um, I mentioned it that I had my best friend over. I was talking him um we were gonna watch a movie it was city of god that we were gonna watch um to show off my sound system i showed him a scene from the batman uh so we watched that scene and then we watched city of god and it isn't until he's already leaving that he's like oh yeah i haven't watched the batman so i wanted to strangle him for not telling me that i accidentally spoiled the chase for him what a fucking bastard. I hate him. Anyways, I'm going to I'm going to reinvite him over and we're going to watch the Batman. And I'm almost wondering if that will spurn me into watching the Dark Knight trilogy shortly after. So, you, you see, I didn't mention it back then. I'm mentioning it now because, you know, who knows? Maybe it's not that I don't want to do special episodes. It's more like my motivation to do them is less because I'm not watching or playing anything that feels like it like it's driving me to make one so yeah uh continuing off from there city of god um i like it less um than when i first watched it it's still very fucking good though uh this was actually one of the movies that from memory when i was going through my letterbox i was of course i have my three tiers of ranking no stars no hearts and it, 
either I thought you were fine or I hated you and you'll never know. Um, there is a heart, which is, yeah, I like you. I'm positive about you. Yeah. Uh, then there is five stars and hearts, which is like, I love this. This is, oh, yes, absolutely. And then City of God was one of the ones that had five stars. But rewatching it, I... I very much enjoyed it. This is absolutely a fucking top-tier movie. This is incredible. I don't think I love it enough to give it a five-star, but that's okay. Um, so what is City of God? It is a story about a group of kids and teenagers, them growing up in just Brazil. I was about to say crime-riddled Brazil, but that would be kind of redundant to say crime-riddled Brazil. Anyways, it is impeccably shot. Um, this movie, I'm very shocked that even though it feels like it's very frenetic in the way that it handles itself and it and the camera work and the editing, but all of it is still something that you can see and it is still legible and it helps just the complete frenetic nature of the not only the narrative but the characters and the environment all of in itself. Um, all of the characters are just not even the characters. All the actors are just doing a fucking great job in their performances. The writing, I mean, yes, it's you know, I'm reading in subtitles, but so I'd have to assume right you know, it is. Um, now nah, that feels stupid of me saying that. Whatever, I'm still gonna leave it in because sometimes I'll let my stupidity in here. Um, the writing itself, it feels accurate i wouldn't know but it feels like that's how kids just kind of talk if you were in that situation it's <sighs> city of god is just very good it, i don't really know if there's any complaints that i can give it um i don't want to say something about this movie at the end that i think maybe had me overrate how much i liked it uh, because there was something that walking in, I didn't realize. Um, so I, I, I just want to keep that vague because I don't want to spoil that for anyone. Because hopefully, if you get that same reaction, then hopefully that takes you over the moon like it did for me the first time that I watched it. Uh, but yeah, City of God, still highly recommended. Um, there is maybe... This is one that I did have intentions of. Yeah, let's have my wife watch it with me. By the time I was done, I was like, yeah, it was probably best that she didn't watch this one with us. So most of the time, I would just say, watch the movie anyways. This one, though, is just like, this was just like really brutal and dark. So now saying that, Dorian, you would love this movie. Like, you would really vibe with this movie. Like, I I want to say that this is going to be my next Waves one. It's not going to, it's probably not going to hit that hard. Maybe. Maybe. I feel like this is the closest I can get to giving you another Waves. But this is one that, like, you enjoy a good dark story and you enjoy if it's shot interesting enough. But not in, like, an overly distracting way where that's the entire point. Very good plot. The characters are awesome. Um, and there's a character named Knockout Ned. So I don't know how you can go wrong with that. So, yeah, I will happily not just recommend City of God to everyone, but this is one that directed specifically for you. 
you would like this one. Yeah, it's been on my watch list for a little while now. Uh, it's actually, I think I even put it on a, one of my polls, but I didn't win. But uh, yeah, it's it's on my watch list. It's on Amazon Prime, so it's definitely watchable. So I will try to get to it soon. Um, yeah, like definitely if it if if it's got uh, if it gives me even a modicum of the high that Waves gives me, which we'll talk about that soon uh, on the special episode. Uh, I will be very excited, but uh, yeah, definitely want to check that out. I've heard really nothing but good things. It's really highly ranked on Letterboxd, so I, I imagine I'm going to at least enjoy it, uh, and it should be a good watch. All right. Um, so yeah, is that the episode? That is the episode. All right, perfect. So I guess we didn't get to talk about the fact that Rolling Stone has Black Panther as their number one superhero movie of all time. <laughs> oh my God, don't even get me started on that. God, a special episode just taking apart that list. Yeah, you know. maybe, maybe, because that list is fucking horrible. Oh, it's so okay, bad. how about this? How about this? It, whenever we're doing the Waves episode, we'll revisit this and see if, we still ang- if we're still angry <laughs> by the time that we're doing that, yeah, for we, sure. Yeah, Waves special episode combined with uh, Marvel ranking, or superhero ranking. <laughs> it fits perfectly. <laughs> I mean, listen, we need to get people in the door to listen to an A24 spoiler cast. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Good good idea. I like that. Good all right, we're done. We're done. This is this episode is way too really fucking long. End card. Hey, look at you. You got to the end of the episode. From episode zero to the day that I finally get lazy and cancel the show, a big thank you to Joey Rawlings for providing the perfect name for the show. Be sure to always give him thanks, either out loud as you're listening to this, or you can just send him a thank you tweet at boogeyman117 underscore. That's Boogeyman117, I-E, instead of Y, double O. Be sure that it's an underscore, not a dash, 117.